And now, this week, another emotional excerpt from Chad's Timeout Corner. S is for the simple need. E is for the ecstasy. X is just to mark the spot, because that's the one you really want. Yes, sex is always the answer. It's never a question, because the answer's yes. Oh, the answer's yes, not just a suggestion. If you ask the question when it's always yes, yeah. I'm loving what you want to wear. I wonder what's up under there. Wonder if I'll ever have it under my tongue. I'd love to try to set you free. All of you all over me. Love to hear the sound you make the second you're done. (laughs) S is for the simple need. E is for the ecstasy. X is just to mark the spot. Mm. Cause that's the one you really want. Shut the windows, lock the doors, unplug the phone. For all intents and purposes, there ain't nobody home. Then we can do it till the batteries are gone. And borrow two from the TV remote to throw this thing back on. I want to cover you with jello in the tub. We can roll around for hours without ever coming up. I want you naked with your favorite heels. Slap John Deere across my ass and ride me up and down the lawn. Ladies and gentlemen, that was another emotional excerpt from Chad's Timeout Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that that was from two different songs on the same two, album? On the same album. Now, some <laughs> would say that by 2008, maybe Nickelback had run its course, but not Chad Kroger Mm-mm. or Middle America or Canada for some reason. Like, no. for some reason, the, the they give out awards just for albums that sell a lot of copies. So, like, these albums win awards, and I don't know why. They don't mm-hmm. win awards here in uh, in the states, but that's just because I, I guess. I mean, we always thought that Canada was sometimes better than us, but it turns out they're not. They're better in a lot of ways, but they are so are much they? worse in so many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind, Adam. Like two thousand eight was a horny fucking year. <laughs> oh, I, I remember. I was yeah. there. Mm-hmm. That was a horny year. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you you had like Sarah Palin coming up on the scene. Mm-hmm. And they did like the, the Nalen Palin, mm-hmm. you know, parody. I mean, it, it was just we were all ready. It don't get me don't and don't fucking get me started on John McCain. Mm. <laughs> Maverick. <laughs> Slap a John Deere sticker on that thing. <laughs> mm. I can't wait to talk about more Nickelback. We have gone full unhinged as far as Nickelback goes. Six albums in, and Jesus fucking Christ. It We're is. I, I, I have died and gone to podcast heaven. Folks, this is episode 400. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. For not only just being here, but for supporting us throughout the 10 skinny acts, the 10 years we've been around, whether you've been around for like, you know, 10 years, 10 months, 10 days. Oh my gosh. We, we are so thankful for you. You give us two chuckle fucks an audience. You, you know, you, 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 you stick around for this show. You become friends with us, you know, our friends over in discord, you know, it, it, it we've had like so many like great memories throughout the year. So what we're, what we're going to do, not just with like, you know, a bunch of fun stuff and some album reviews, you know, that's why you're here, right? But we get, we have some other fun stuff to do for this week's episode. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to reminisce a bit. Uh, actually, we're going to reminisce about some of our favorite moments on the show. Thank you so much for, to Daniel over in discord for suggesting this. Uh, this was a great thing to do, especially, you know, when I, when I was going back and compiling my, um, five, uh, that I wanted to talk about on the show, you know, it brought back a lot of like positive memory got me choked up in some in some parts but uh adam i can't wait to hear about uh you know some of the stuff that you have uh in your pocket as well man it's been a long time i mean we might as well just call this the 10th anniversary show and you know we, we, don't to, Ax! we don't need to worry about being specific about you know june whatever we're, we're almost there yeah i mean we've taken like time off and you know we've well, missed apparently weeks we're stuff. going to we're going yeah. to be taking weeks weeks off here so tell the people why yeah sir. well i mean so this is episode 400 folks so uh this is actually going to be the last episode of the skinny until the middle <laughs> of april <laughs> <laughs> um so but yeah my wedding is coming up uh in just a few weeks and uh you know for me and my wife um who are married but we do need to have our wedding still <laughs> someday. Uh, someday. that's so that's someday <laughs> somehow is we're gonna make it all right not, not, but not right now it's coming up very soon actually so uh you know we have some last minute things that we should um get finalized and partly also because i don't want her burdened with all that on her shoulders just doing it all alone and you know, because I work full time job, and uh, you, you know, our and our hours aren't always synced together. Like, you know, it's it's hard for us to kind of get together and you know collaborate on the things that we need to do to finalize our wedding. So, you know, and the podcast it, for for this and my less successful show, The Dorkiest, like that takes a lot of time out of my uh, you know weekends and free time. So, I'm gonna have to step away from the podcast for just a little bit. My wedding is on uh, April 9th. I'm not gonna tell you where. Just in case you weirdos show up, Adam, you can come. I'm think I'm still not sure yet. I might be busy. Yeah, I haven't seen your RSVP yet, you jerk. Well, and and you know, Iris isn't vaccinated, and your your thing specifically said to be vaccinated. So I think you know we can't come because she's not vaccinated. She so. can wait in the car. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, I, I'd I'd rather not crack know, a window. Just, you know, just to be safe, we should probably just stay away. 
That's probably true. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so my, my wedding's on uh, April 9th. So um, I'm, I'm thinking I'll be okay to come back and podcast uh, on the skinny. And again, my less successful show, Midorki's Podcast. Shout, shout out to you, Daniel. But uh, <laughs> uh, sometime after that. So, you know, the weekend of, uh, you know, April 16th. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing there'll be an episode on April 19th, uh, 18th, but, uh, but, but in between there, like I'm thinking at least throw in like a skinny seconds or something, some, you know, we're, I mean, we're talking about great moments already, so maybe we'll throw in some of those as well. But, uh, Adam, right. I appreciate you for your understanding that's, and letting me take some time off. That's a lot of albums that we're going to be listening to and not talking about. Adam, on, March like, is a ghost town. <laughs> What are you talking about? March, sure. I mean, there's like two albums coming up. Three for me now. But Mm -hmm. but April 1st is a very busy week that we won't be talking about until the third week of April now. Pop peppers. (laughs) Yep. Battlestar Galactica. I mean, we'll be talking on Discord, I suppose. But Mm -hmm. how do, but you know, if you can't talk over the internet with your friend on a computer when you're not looking face to face with him, I mean, what, what, what is that? That doesn't count. No, no, it's just not the same. So, well, I mean, I, I would suggest to you for the next like, well, how many is this? One, two, three, four, five weeks. Like, you should probably just find another best friend. Like, I, I understand. Like, I give you permission to like go outside of our marriage and like yes. find pleasure elsewhere for that time I, frame. I mean, Dawn said she would continue with uh, Nickelback, Chad Kroger, Time Out at Corners, <laughs> and I was just like, that'd be great if only I knew how to make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh yeah we'll figure out something in the in the interim but uh but for now up until april folks i appreciate your patience with me and uh, letting me take some time off but uh yeah this is gonna be the last episode for a little while uh we'll, we'll reconvene back in april but uh until then welcome to episode 400 and we've got a lot of show to get to so i say we and like, and yeah w- welcome to our new skinhead who joined oh, us yes. this week yes we, we had it don't say the last name Mick. Yeah, Mick. Thank you. I think it was. Yes, Mick. Is it Mike or Mick? <laughs> it's just me. It's my burner account. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, we had but, another um, person join our Discord. So you know, uh, so thank you for joining us. I hope you have a good time there. And, and you know, like I said, for everybody who wants to join, you can participate as much or as little as you want. You can just sit in the back and lurk and read all of our, you know, silly stuff. But uh, yeah, and that's a great way. Uh, keep in mind, like, you know, we're, we're taking some time off. That's a great way to interact with us in the show and our great listeners uh, in the in the meantime until the show comes back in April. So, um, yeah, Discord in the description below of this and every past episode. Well, not every past episode, but most of the past episodes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's free for, to the public, like I keep saying. And only a few of you take advantage of. Come on, what are you doing? Like, I paid a lot of money for I, I didn't pay a lot of money. They don't. They don't like getting the notifications. That's the main thing. You can turn them off. You can turn I, them off. I keep you can come saying. back anytime. That's what I keep saying. But I. But they just. It's too many pings. <laughs> it makes me feel important, at least. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can you can join our Discord. We we'd love to have you. We'd love to have uh, you. We'd love to you know talk to you guys more uh, until the skinny comes back in April. But uh, Adam, since we have so much damn show to get to, mm. let's jump right in to you know some stuff on our uh on the docket today we had a large a, a good handful of albums that came out this past week Do you, is there anything that jumped out to you or should we just go in alphabetical order 
I think, yeah, let's just start with the A's. Okay. Avril Lavigne. This is the culmination of, you know, you checking out her music, just kind of almost on a whim, right? Right. Because I knew she was going to have an album this year and I was like, I've always been meaning to listen. So let me jump into her six albums. Took me a couple weeks and I was... I was impressed. I wouldn't say anything was like super, oh my God, blow my mind. Great. Yeah. You brought up the point Um, that like her music is just essentially like all of like the female led pop punk driven stuff that we listen to today. So it's like, it fits right in. mm -hmm. Right. So, but this album was bad. I I know you said you thought it was was okay. Um, As soon as the machine gun Kelly song came on, I was like, oh God, I need to go on Discord and apologize to all my friends that I encouraged to listen to this. You know, that song that was... wasn't my favorite, but like, <laughs> whatever. It, 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 mean, it breezes right through. It's it's track two. We're moving yes. on. It's okay. <laughs> it, it hurts my soul because this this is not a good representation of her. And you know how usually we're like, Hey, you know, you're, you're on an independent label now and, and you don't have to be constrained. And like, this is a time where I'm like, man, we need some constraint. <laughs> I, like, like there, we need, you needed somebody to tell her no, <laughs> somebody to tell her like, let's work on your songwriting or something. Cause everything about this from the album art to the title, to the song titles, like it's, it's, it's not there. There's, you know, the songs it, are if, bad. The songs are all just like when she'd write these like stupid little boy suck songs that were always like the, the skippable tracks on mm-hmm. the other albums. But then there'd be like these like really, really emotional, intense kind of ballads, or there'd be a few like up-tempo, up-tempo pop punk songs with good hooks. But this one was missing all of that. And I was very, unfortunately, not happy with this at all. So, you know, what you, what you said about um avril lavigne's music while you were checking it out over the past few weeks really stuck struck a chord with me and Mm. um i went into this with that mindset so i just kind of imagined this was like the next you know olivia rodrigo album or or um like rebecca black or something like that or you know something similar Mm. so i i put those well I put a, a, a Rebecca Black well above this. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, but like this does kind of fit that tone, right? It does. It does. It it sounds exactly like Machine Gun Kelly. It sounds like something that could be off be off of Olivia, <clears throat> Olivia Rodrigo's new album, whenever whenever that may be. But mm-hmm. uh, like, so it, in a way, uh, granted, I don't have experience with her previous six albums, but in a way, it just kind of feels like Avril Lavigne is just kind of jumping on that bandwagon. It, it, this is Hello, Fellow Teens, the album. I mean, the, yeah, from 37 year old Avril Lavigne. <laughs> right. And so I was just like listening to him, like, who are you writing this for as yeah. a 37 year old, divorced, you know, three times, whatever kind of person i'm like i'm 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 confused yeah so. it it is like music for teens from a you know mm-hmm. from a 37 year old person so it, it, Cause it's when, strange because when you listen to um the album best damn thing when she was 23 you know 15 years ago like like this is like the follow-up to that or almost like Ooh. what could have been that album and that that's like still a good album it's got like some really good songs on it 
but it's still got a lot of these like you know bratty stepsis kind of songs mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all i could think of <laughs> what you doing over there step bro <laughs> exactly like all that kind of stuff like you know i'm gonna tell mom about this but you know, all that kind of stuff. um <laughs> so it's it's true it's really just like the perception of this album then that's a kind of mm-hmm. not doing it for you or or just right. in general the songwriting is just not there for you it's it's it in general it's not there it's it's just angry breakup anthems which mm-hmm. you know usually i'm okay with but i don't know i thought yeah. avalanche was a cool song that 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 one was much more of a like song that reminded me of her i thought the black bear song was pretty cool yeah that, that's that, a that that's a pretty of, i like the title track that 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 one, that one to me has like the best chorus um, yeah i of, oh. not, that was not my my jam no I mean, she's writing these breakup songs, and then like her current boyfriend is producing them, which I, I don't know. Who's the current boyfriend? Mod John son. Feldman. No, Mod's son. Oh, she's dating Mod's son. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently he's he's the one. But <laughs> <laughs> so is he I don't know. Like, no, he's actually not. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, no, I I, I really uh, it's a two a two out of twelve. Ooh, wow! I'm really down on this album here, and I feel terrible that I invited it to my fellow podcast community. But as long yeah. as you were okay with it, you had no expectations, I guess, going in. Yeah, I went to so, this again, not knowing anything of her prior music other than the big singles, of course. Um, and you know, if you if you strip away the kind of behind the scenes stuff of like, oh, she's a 37 year old person writing music for fellow teens it's like you know it kind of se- it, if you separate all that stuff it's like okay well this is just like you said like this is just the same type of like emo pop punk mm. music that like we've been listening to from like willow smith and uh right you know, and hot Without milk that. and stuff like that yeah and her last one from 2019 was or was a fairly good album which showed like maturity and growth so i don't know why so you wanted like choose. a follow-up to that I don't know why you would choose to like go backwards and just be like, Hey, let's go sound like the other 19 and 20 year olds that are making music right now. Yeah. That's, but that's, that's like odd. the Travis, that's the Travis Barker thing. And um, he's definitely but, still making music, at least yeah. collaborating with, for making music for fellow teens. So I have a bad feeling that like they, like Travis released all the good stuff last year. And it, it, this is all the leftover stuff that was kind of on the back burner for this mm. year. Like this, this didn't start me off the the year good for for his stuff. All right. So we'll see what Machine Gun yeah. Kelly has to offer in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So you know. Uh, so last note here. You know, I, I just like 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 you said, I'm not as down on it on like like you are, but I think this is just fun music. If you just separate the fact that like, I guess from your perspective, Avril Lavigne has written like much more mature music in the past. Like if you just separate mm-hmm. that stuff, separate all of the 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 behind the scenes the fluff the drama behind it it's like it's mm-hmm. a it's a decent album with decent songs and like i think some of these songs you might actually like return to if you you know if you separate yourself from the rest of it <laughs> i gave up on it after seven listens understandable okay. my friend <laughs> but uh like if we could talk about the bees now yes let's move <laughs> down to the bees bead omen this is the I... uh, their third album the death of peace of mind. Highly looking forward to this one. And you know right. what? Also, also, it's now that we, you know, we, we talked about Avril Lavigne and her album art. Jump over to this one. I think we're missing like a big storyline in between, like what happened between Avril Lavigne's album art and and the Bad Omens <laughs> right. album art. Seems- Something happened in that room. 
like like the, the reality settled in of the, of the despair and sh- and i will just like stripped naked and just like went into this really depressed state mm-hmm. I, I, I think so I, yeah there's a the huge art- chunk of the storyline missing in between these two frames but this was a big surprise for me i wasn't mm. expecting to like this as much as i did um because obviously i liked i like finding god before god finds me it was like a you know, seven out of 10. One album. of my favorite albums of 2018, actually. This, and I wasn't, I wasn't planning on listening to it. Yeah. And then this one, 15 tracks. So obviously it's, you know, longer, but mm-hmm. I, I was pretty uh, glued to it. Majority of the 53 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a long one. And, you know, uh, we had some discussions on the, on the release day over in discord when this came out. And uh, one of our friends, uh, Tom, like he's, said like oh i didn't really feel the length and like i certainly felt the length and i felt the length Mm -hmm. every single time i listened to this album it could Mm -hmm. really stand to be like 10 to 12 tracks long to my in my opinion yes there's there's two tracks that i was not happy with um and then like track five and six kind of bleed into each other being Mm -hmm. like which is great that i love yeah i love that transition it's like it's like a minute 30 second kind of intro but no like like I liked a lot of this album. So, yeah, it's definitely different than what I was expecting from, um, you know, Finding God. You know, I was expecting Finding God Part Two essentially with with some kind mm-hmm. of, um, you know, progressive elements in between. But this, like, they 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 are really making it a point to change up their sound and separate themselves from the perception from the perception. The, the, the public perception of this band. A lot of people mm-hmm. go into bad omens just being like, oh, they're, they're, you know, store brand, bring me the horizon. And, you know, it, t- to some extent that's true, but you know, when you're, he does have his, he does have his Ali moments. Yeah. Was, when you, but when you're trying to copy one of the best current bands around and you're doing it well, like that's not a bad thing in my opinion. Like if you're doing it well, like just keep at it. But they, I, it, this album you can tell is a conscious effort to separate themselves from that label from that perception and from that sound and in a way i guess bring me the horizon already did that in 2019 with a mo so maybe this is their mo. <laughs> i don't know it's hard to like I, I had that thought and i was like well you know when they do like their softer stuff he just he can't help but sound mm-hmm. like when ollie does like their softer stuff it's just like yeah i don't i don't think he can change his voice enough so unfortunately but, i think uh, they're just kind of stuck with that uh that label <laughs> but uh, but the, this the music, album works well though the music was interesting enough to like keep my attention mm-hmm. so i was just like even though i had that thought it didn't distract me too much from being able to enjoy the album and i, I don't know i gave it a 12 out of 14 i, I really liked it 12 out of 14 very very yeah, cool man yeah I'm, I'm about where you are too this is a very strong album it kept me coming back like you know often when i'm you know not forced but like when i when i'm like saddled with a with, with an album that's like you know more than 13 tracks long i'm, I'm always going into like oh, okay mm-hmm. i set some time aside i gotta like you're, you're <laughs> hoping you're hoping some of the tracks are only like 30 seconds <laughs> right not uh, enough of them were yeah no, that's just one of the tracks over here is like a short track but uh you, you, and because the music was so varied and was so interesting it went in weird directions it really paced this album um better than it would have if it if it was just finding god part two um mm-hmm. But uh, so that's so that's definitely a plus, and you know I, I'm really interested to see where this band takes their music going forward. I can really see them kind of doing a 
another like hello fellow teens album and just doing like maybe just like a like a nothing nowhere or a you know black bear type of album going forward just to be like hey mm-hmm. we're so different now but mm-hmm. um i know this, this this was definitely an effort for them to own their sound and to step away from the bring me the horizon comparisons even though they yes. still kind of sound like bring me the horizon i i, I don't think they can no know, it's too late <laughs> it, it, it's like they mixed a little bit of of uh Amo with uh, surviving horror. Yeah. Oh my fun. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, you know, that's, that's, it, I still liked it. <laughs> oh, I did too. Yeah. And it was definitely a pleasant surprise. Um, it's still on the long side. So it's definitely just, it's not a perfect album. I would have liked like a nice tight 13 or 12, 12 track album and, yeah. uh, you know, just to make it like a fucking banger masterpiece. But uh, no, so not quite masterpiece so that I was hoping for. Um, but I think this is definitely going to end up in my top 20 at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, it'll probably be closer to my top 10, I think. Very I was, good, my friend. I it. Yeah, so, I, cool. I think I'm going to I think I'm gonna like it a little bit more as I continue to listen to it down the way. So skipping over now to the album that we didn't even realize was coming out until like a couple weeks ago, <laughs> Dashboard Confessional with his new Ooh. album, all the truth that I can tell. And what is this album? 11, 10 at this point? Who knows? Um, I mean, th- there was very little, what do you say? Uh, promotion about this. Like, again, like when I go back and listen to old podcasts, we talk about random bands and then I'm like, Oh, I, I haven't heard from that band in a while. Mm-hmm. So I look them up and then like, all of a sudden I just go to his Twitter and it's like, Hey, we got a new album coming out. And like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who? There's nothing on Wikipedia, but it's he at least mentioned it once on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, first one because we listened to Crooked Shadows back in 2018, and mm-hmm. I, I know you like that one more than I did. I did. So I was yes. Not super excited about this one. Yeah, and again, like he, he and from my research after finding out that this album was coming out, he announced this back in November. So. Where the hell have we been? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised you missed this. I, I would assume you follow him on the socials. I do. And the only thing I've <laughs> learned about him is that he's still recovering from his motorcycle accident. That's what I thought too. And then yeah. all of a sudden, here's my here's my 11 track acoustic album. And it's like incredibly emotionally heartfelt and yeah. and, and happy. And I, I a liked it a lot. of positive lyrics, a lot of, you know, I, let's be honest. A lot of it is like ground that he's treaded on already so if mm-hmm. you have a nostalgia for a lot of the, the acoustic driven music that he's written in the past then i think you're gonna like this one uh, there are some full band songs in here but i'd say like two-thirds of this album is just a sad boy and a sad guitar mm-hmm. um the song that i definitely fell in love with on this album was called uh me and mine because you know i am a man father with we don't need to talk a child about, no we're, we're not talking about that we're just moving on let's talk about uh boobs and pussy come on <laughs> adam tell me your thoughts <laughs> about being a father with children <laughs> and watching your kids Here. grow up and seeing you know yourself what? in them you know what he didn't have to go there he did not have to go there but he did and he wrote he a had song a near and an death album. experience dude <laughs> which i thought the you, whole album was going to talk about stuff like mm-hmm. that i would have loved like you know a song that like where he tackles like the fear of death the or like the fear of not seeing your family again and it's like it's oh like, I, I already i already did that like that a mission a car a, a fart a, a cat 
album. Mm-hmm. Like, that was all that stuff. A cat, a hat, <laughs> a green egg, a ham. <laughs> um, so no, this is like, this was good. I really liked this one almost as much as Alter the Ending. I almost put it up there at like that level. Wow. Yeah, Alter the um, Ending is still my favorite album of his. One of my favorite albums of all time, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I liked the throwback nature of this. You know, mm-hmm. if you go over to Dashboard Confessional um, wiki page, um, all the band members, except for Chris Caraba, have been changed out since Alter the Ending. So it yeah. kind of makes sense now why Crooked Shadows and like All the Truth kind of sound much more different than like the progression up to Alter the Ending um, mm-hmm. took you to from you know to from the year 2000 onward uh, oh my god mm-hmm. this guy's been around for 22 years <laughs> mm-hmm. he still looks great <laughs> he still look yeah if, if i look that great in my 50s like i'm doing good for myself <laughs> he, he's not that old yet is he oh he is he's 50 no i'm sorry shit, he's 47 i think how old wow. is mr mr christopher 46 Car- he's christopher almost he's almost 47 yes nice okay wow amazing i wish i yeah i hope i look at that that good and at 46 <laughs> man okay well yeah this is the album that you need to write in your 40s where you're just kind of looking back and appreciating things and writing like some great hooks and good yeah. emotional stuff and it's like wow i was not expecting this one bit but this definitely isn't going to draw in new fans uh, this is definitely a, a, an album that's for longtime fans um but uh, and for people of a certain age too like this is for people like in their um mid to late thirties and onward. And, you know, it's just for people who have families and, you know, who, who are, who, who have those like good old day memories and things like that. So, you know, check it out. If, if you think that that might uh, sit with you, um, if not, then at least go check out uh, the song me and mine. Cause that is, yo, welcome to uh, one of the best songs of the year. Dashboard professional. Adam has no idea what I'm talking about because he skips that song thinking, every time. I'm not even, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never <laughs> heard that song in my entire life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of all I have for the, for the week. I checked out briefly because um, it was, rec- you know, one of our listeners threw in to our discord, the song called uh, uh, Unity in Time, or it's, I'm sorry, the album's called Unity in Time from this band Schemata Theory. So I checked out that whole album. It's a pretty decent album. Uh, it's a, it's an unknown indie band so i don't know how he found it but uh yeah it's 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 a it's a pretty decent album a lot of positive i mean positive lyrics for negative times obviously we listened to another uh classic canadian album this week Mm. Um, i I don't know how much you liked that one i mean i i i I mean i hated it i thought it was a piece of royal steaming pile of garbage Mm -hmm. but i'm having a feeling it might have connected with you a little bit more so tell me about dark horse mike no we're gonna talk about that later (laughs) Well, we, well, well, Adam, well, what's funny, remember, like I showed, I shared with you on our, on our, uh, you know, a private chat that like the, the, that, that anonymous source who sent us like that, uh, that footage. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we'll share that a little bit later, actually. So we got another that segment was, to get to. That was interesting. Yeah. It was yeah. a really interesting piece of audio. Like it, it um, really opened my eyes to like the thought process of this band. And it really helped, like, you know, like you, I, I really, like, hate, at first, like, I really hated Dark Horse, but, like, after listening mm-hmm. to that, um, doc, I guess, not documentary, but, like, that kind of behind-the-scenes footage, um, yeah. like, it really, like, painted this band and that album in a different perspective for me. So, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to cut away, like, after this next segment, and then we're going to, like, kind of share that footage with uh, the audience so they understand what we're talking about, because we're going to review uh, 
um, Nickelback and uh, Metallica for the, uh, you know, the ending of the show. Right. And I, I know that Daniel, I mean, he knows Dark Horse. I yep. mean, he, he posted back in January that his mom was a huge Nickelback fan mm-hmm. um, and that he thought she was so cool as a 10 year old mm-hmm. for liking quote modern rock music for, for, for blasting sex jams throughout the house. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine Daniel as a 10 year old listening to those songs and being like, my mom, my, I, I, my mom is, is, is cool. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I, I mean, we've, we've all been there. We all thought our moms were cool for a minute because of albums they listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mom, but... she used to listen to uh, traditional Filipino uh, mm-hmm. music right <laughs> like aboriginal my, like filipino jams right and and my mom would listen to uh, lesbian folk music and i was like you're so cool I, mom. Sometimes when I'm lying in bed. <laughs> I was like man my mom is cool <laughs> very cool well we'll talk about cool bands and cool music in a bit but you know what adam since this mm. episode 400 let's talk about some cool podcasters man mm. Let's, let's let's throw it back, baby. Mm, we know, and the funny thing is that like we never get to talk about us on this show, right? So it's a perfect opportunity right, right here at never. the Skinny X to talk about our favorite subject. That's right, us. <laughs> uh, you know, no, one, we, uh, we spend one, so much time talking about other people and their bands and their mm-hmm. music. I mean, let's talk about us and mm-hmm. me and mine. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been, I've been saving up for the past ten years to talk about me and only me. But uh, <laughs> like I mentioned at the top of the show, our listener Daniel had a fun, had a wonderful idea to you know, kind of share our some of our favorite moments uh, from the skinny with Mike and Adam over the past ten years. And oh boy, I have a good um a, a good a, a good set of five here that i'd like to share with you folks um and i have like episode numbers as well if anybody would like to go check them out they're definitely like worth checking out again and um you know and maybe that'd be a fun way to you know revisit the show while the show is going to be on a short hiatus for the next few weeks but uh, uh adam do you have anything to say before we jump in <laughs> I don't know who's being murdered in my house right now, so I apologize for all this. It's okay. <laughs> it's called the evolution of your show. Adam, Dashboard Confessional, me and mine. You know, sometimes you come home and you're just like, what if there's like this giant bloody mess in my living room? I mean, how, how am I emotionally going to respond to that? But, uh, you know, maybe it's today and then you walk inside and you're like, nope, not today. Ah, so, darn. And maybe another day. Better throw in um, Brian Fallon. When when you're ready, what? <laughs> Never mind. Because <laughs> you love Mike, your children tell me, is what I'm trying to say. Tell me your number five. Okay, so this is in no particular order, um, but kind of in an order. But uh, the skinny essentials, both mm. episode two hundred and seventy eight and two seventy nine, are. It are, those many? two are the best episodes I feel like we have ever done. And, um, and just to summarize, like the Skinny Essentials mm-hmm. was an idea that Adam came up with where we both took an album that we felt like really connected with us as people. And we would do a full track by track, no skipping, why we feel like each song pertains to us and, and our lives and the stories we have to tell. And... I think those two episodes really capture the essence of the skinny with Mike and Adam. You know, we've had like a, you know, an identity 
problem with the show when it first started it was we had no idea what to really do it really was just an idea that we came up with just to be like oh this might be fun and maybe some people might want to check it out you know and you know we started off as like doing like i don't know current event news and then like we slowly went into like music news and then then we then, then the show became what it is um but the skinny essentials i feel like really captures exactly what we do best you know we we we, we take music that we love and we overanalyze it, some might say, and we, you know, we kind of pertain it to the things that we know about ourselves. We know about, you know, our our lives, the world around us, and our perception of all of that stuff. So, if you haven't already, if you're a new listener or something, um, I know it's probably asking a lot. But if you go back to two seventy eight and two seventy nine, and those are those are released in May of 2018 so it's not too far back but um right it was only we're going to take hiatus number one yes for uh (laughs) for for why is that adam because uh the 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 screams that you heard in the background the angelic screams (laughs) were about to be brought into the world and it's just been magical yeah so uh yeah so those really were supposed to be like the finale of the show we were supposed to end our six-year run and maybe just like do an episode here and there but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we 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 very quickly came back to a regular schedule. Well, I think later I that think year, COVID helped because like yeah, we, we did just a few scattered episodes throughout 2018, and then 2019 was a very hit and miss. There's like less. Than, yeah, I'm looking at the than... archive over here. We have two in January, two in February, one in March, mm-hmm. you know, one in June. Very, I think it was like 22 or 24 episodes altogether yeah. for the year. Correct. So, and then when COVID hit and we were just stuck at home, like. Let's just get back into this weekly. If yeah. we can. In, in 2020, we have 45 episodes, so we only missed seven weeks. Wow, that's frightening. But um, but yeah, I, I think those episodes. I mean, I don't know. The episode 279 was the one with American slang. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who was talking to you during that episode. I've never. Have you still not gone back and checked, re-listened to it? Oh, I've listened to that one like like three times. Oh, okay. I remember you said you were like, I don't know who, I don't know who that was. I don't know who that person was. It is a lovely man who I love very much, (laughs) who is family to me. And like, I, it was a very like, and, and again, like those, I feel like, you know, we've bonded a lot throughout the years that we've known each other, but like, I feel like those two episodes also bonded you and me a a lot closer than we already were. Um, Especially episode two, Um, you know, because, you know, I'm not making fun of you or anything, but like, you can be a little guarded sometimes. So to like really f- see you like open up as a human being and be that vulnerable, like be that vulnerable to me. And like, we, we, you know, we shared a hug, like on the show, you know, great audio content, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, but, I'm uh, hoping that, who, that was whoever like a, was there with you, like the, whoever was there with you took a picture or something, but probably not. That would have been nice, but you know, whatever. <laughs> no, don't, don't take a picture. That would have ruined the moment. I, would, I, I felt like I would have, I, I would have had to like pose for that moment. No, nah, that was like, it was, it was like a, those two moments are like beautiful and like, and, and at least from my perspective too, like, you know, that was the end of our show. We didn't know what was the, what the future was going to be like, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So that was just like a whole bundle of emotion at that point. It was at least six more weeks until we did like a one-off episode. And then like, yeah, it was in July that when we were driving to the baseball game. So um, yes, that to, to finally put that album into words and kind of symbolically lay it to rest for the, the listening pleasure of our eons of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that was good. That was really good. And it took me a long time to actually listen to it again and then re-listen to it last year. Um, yeah, if I ever get around to listening to the end of our 2020 songs episode, I'll Oof. let you know. <laughs> that was a, yeah, that was one I, I considered still... <laughs> putting on my list too. That was so spoiler alert, that one's not on my list, but it, that was one I was looking at. <laughs> That's one that I still can't listen to. I tried to recently and I was like, nope, I'm just going to skip ahead to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, but thank um, you for coming up with that idea too. It was, it turned out to be like way better than I ever could have anticipated uh, that to be like, and not just like for the show, like, but like for you and me and our relationship and like us as friends, as brothers, as family, you know, it was wonderful. It was one of my, it was one of my, one of the best moments of my life, actually, just doing those episodes with you. Well, I am. Yeah, I agree. Adam's like, shut up, gay wad. Mine, <laughs> mine, not as emotional to start it off here. No problem. But, um, one of my favorite episodes, um, I guess a favorite couple of episodes is the end of 2017. Mm. Not only is that honorable mentions episode, one of the most hilarious <laughs> things I've ever listened to that in the way hilarious. <laughs> and like, you can hear you and me like just fucking losing it. <laughs> right. Because you're, cause you're like, again, jamming through 75 albums that you, that you didn't really care about. Yeah. To finally, I, like, I went so down. fucking unhinged. <laughs> so um like that one i laugh uproariously with and there's so many other random times that i laugh but obviously like one of the most pinnacle emotional moments is the best uh best albums of 2017 um no i'm sorry no i'm sorry best songs of 2017 Mm, in january 2018 because we're we're counting down we're playing menzinger songs we're playing uh science fiction songs by brand new. Um, like I had my, my list is heavily weighted with those two albums. And I think I had gone like three brand new songs in a row. And you just, and you just assumed my number one song was going to be brand new. Mm-hmm. And and you're, you're saying that you're just like, go ahead, Adam, put in whatever, what's remember, the brand new yeah. song <laughs> that you're going to play. And then like, for some reason, that moment that I, I turn on after the party by the Menzingers, like, and I completely shocked you by that in that moment. And still, like, that was one of the best songs of the year. And I know you agree with that as well. Like, oh, absolutely. like to, to, to hear your genuine uh, surprise is like amazing. Even after like not listening to that episode for a few years and then going back to it was just like, wow, that was like one of the best moments right there. And and, and then to go into that song and talk about how awesome that song is. Mm, one of the best songs in the entire world. Fight me if you disagree. Right. So I, I always go back to that being one of the, one of the key moments where I, like, and, and that whole year of episodes is like where we like, I don't know, you were in a good place. I was in a good place. Like we're, we're like, and we did our best, you know, top 100 that year. So like all those episodes have their incredibly funny moments Mm -hmm. that I was just like, man, we really like, like hit our stride comedically (laughs) and like a comfort level at that point by 2017. And it took five years. And it's just, we finally threw out, like, I don't care what we talk about. We can talk about emotions. We can talk about this, that, whatever. Um, and yeah, you became a lot less guarded in 2017, which was, you know, I definitely appreciate, you know, it's sometimes I always felt like, not like in a bad way, but like sometimes I always felt like, all right, well, it's just me putting my heart on my shoulder. That's the, (laughs) and then, and and we have like grumpy McGrump over here. (laughs) 
grump. <laughs> but that was you for all of 2016. So, you know, we were just, it was, we were, we were playing off of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and I was happy to be um, the butt of the joke at that point. I needed, I needed some laughter in 2016. So I was really surprised when I had gone back and re-listened to those episodes a few years ago, how funny they were. And yes. that, and it all culminated with that, that best song of the year moment. Oh. Right there. I was like, bam, we are just on a freaking tear right now. I vividly remember we... it too, because we were in like your bedroom, you know, recording that. And I just remember like this, the elation realizing that after the party <laughs> was like your favorite song of the year. And I was like, oh, right. I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> <clears throat> It wasn't as emotional as your 2017 song of the year, but that's okay. That's okay. I beg to differ. That was emotional, like in a different way though. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I meant. Like your song was much more emotional than after the party was. Mm. So, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Corey Lockwood's mother died. Mike McCullough quote of 2017. Did he? Um, but, <laughs> I didn't did she? So that'll be my moment right there. I'll that talk is about a another great one later. moment. Yeah. So, you know, we, you, you touched upon it. It, it. My next moments uh, over here are in 2017 as well. And it mm. was um, a long time coming. We kept threatening it for the longest time, but uh, our, our top 100 series, this, mm. and this is, this spans from episode 225 to 230. So there's a whole six episode arc of us counting down both yours and mine top 100 albums of and it was, all time. It was, over, it was over the course of two solid months. Correct. And I, I'm <laughs> looking back here. It started in February. So episode 225 was in February. We count down uh, 100 to 81. Then through all of March. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we did three episodes in March and then we ended uh, the first week of April. So yeah, basically two months worth of content. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So, you know, if you go back and listen to it, like now it's a little outdated because we, you know, we did this in 2017. So, you know, we, we, Adam and I definitely have added and reshuffled, you know, Adam to a more better extent than I have. <laughs> like we definitely like changed our top 100 albums since then, but like this was such a cool culmination of, you know, something like a big project that you were doing. And then like, I was, I've always been scared to do because I'm a coward and I don't know why, like I'm scared to do this kind of stuff. Because even like with people asking like, Oh, Mike, what's your favorite movies? And I'm like, uh, d- uh, 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 d- <laughs> you know, even with like video games and stuff like that too. Like, you know, other, other stuff that I love it. It's, it's always hard for me to rank. Cause I was, there's like a sense of permanence to it. Like even, mm-hmm. even in the, reality the, there, is, there isn't, you can no, there isn't. No, nobody time. cares. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about me, but uh, is but the idea that like you and I actually, you know, hunkered down and worked so hard on this list, and we have like so many great stories to tell about all these albums that we love, and um, you know, it, and eventually when we got down to the top twenty, and we started like doing album to album to album instead of like you know just kind of jumping through, and you know, and just hearing those like heart on sleeve moments about, you know, when we discovered these albums, when we realized we fell in love with these albums, when we realized this album in particular was our number one album of all time. And the huge shock to me, like, cause you were like, you were like nudging me like, Oh Mike, you know what it is. I'm like, I have no fucking clue what it is. And then it's like <laughs> fucking AFI. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even right know after I, you just talked about fucking horrible crows. I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck could it be? <laughs> I know we were, we're down 
yeah, there's nothing left that could be there. So <clears throat> yeah, yours, I, I, I almost predicted a bulk of your top 10. Oh yeah, of course. Gu- guessing what I thought it would be just didn't get the orders right. Yeah. I'm nothing um, if not predictable, but, <laughs> but the, I mean, even now, like if I were to reshuffle my top 10, like uh, there would be like two or three albums since 2017 that I would throw in there. But, uh, you know, I, I just remember like looking forward to each episode every single week and like, like really like being excited to like share like, Oh, he's not going to guess what my number 75 is. He's going to like this, <laughs> you know, or something like that, you know, but that was really fun, man. And now that you've like listened to most of the albums, but I mean, all the albums that are on my list that yep, you all of them are done before, or yeah, almost done. Now it's like, if we redid that, like I've added, so many albums to that list and so many have fallen off. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's also another reason why I'm scared to like reshuffle them because like I feel bad for some of the albums. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you, you just go back and kind of peruse the list once every couple of weeks, just to kind of like solidify it in your mind. It Mm. it doesn't take too much effort. I guess not reality, but this is why I was like so consistent that like putting these albums on the list every year, especially like my perfect albums and the ones that I only disliked one song from. Yeah. So, and then yeah, like, it, I can, it makes sense. I, it's just a stupid mental block that I have. You can do it, Mike. I know you can. And now it's been, it's been five years. It's about time for anybody to update. Oh my gosh. You're right. It's list. yeah. There's that, that, that whole list has to change now. Like there's like red hot chili peppers and like John for albums. And then so there's just, doors albums I got to throw in there. It's like, there, oh my there's, God. so just make a list of all of the albums that you've like, that could make the list. And then if you need to listen to them again, you always could obviously. And then just, just kind of throw them in or throw them out. You know, that, that's all I, I, I could say. It's, it's doesn't have to be a horrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. You're absolutely right. But, uh, but the, as far as the experience of us, doing those those six episodes oh my gosh that was a trip i loved it it was pretty fun okay my next moment i relived from listening to our 2019 end of the year episode Um, now this one comes from the worst of the year okay one of the episode 309 not only is it is it a great snapshot of where we were at with holding absence at the time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when we, I think, I think both of us had that on our list that year. I can't remember if you did or not. Um, cause I think it might've just been kind of a brush away album. You didn't give too much thought to, I can look it um, up, but, but it's on my, my worst, even though it wasn't like the worst ever thing I had heard. Um, and, and I say like, I feel like this band has potential and you say probably not like there, there's a, a perfect <laughs> moment in there where you capture where your feelings about this band moving forward are just so low <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's fun to see how far we've come but uh, they were not in my 2019 list so they're like you you talk about the band dead swords oh yeah so obviously and, and all your <laughs> we're jokes still talking about, about that band i know so all of that and then so later on like you, you, I mean, you talk a lot about how you hate that album and we joke about it and how long it is and it's still being played and, and all that fun stuff. For anybody that doesn't know, Dead Swords is the side project band from um, Alex Rosamilia, the guitarist from the Gaslight Anthem. We went into it with expectations. They were not met one bit. It was just oh like, boy, uh, were they not. it was an hour and 20 minutes of an album that just went on <laughs> for days and days. So <laughs> later on, like, like, 
a few more albums are discussed later. That's crazy because that's then, my number three worst album. How we have more? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's possible that like number that you jump, you eventually start talking about Tyler Carter's EP Moonshine. that year, right? And of 2019, we're saying a lot of like still glowing things about Tyler Carter, which yes. is sad to listen to now. We didn't, because, we didn't realize he was a sex <sighs> pest. I know, I know. Um, so then you, you, you say Tyler Carter's Moonshine. Hmm. Moving on, Adam. What's your next? <laughs> what's your next verse? Like that's all you say, and so, <laughs> and so, oh, like in God. the meantime, I I need to go find the, the you know my next album <laughs> to play. You were like, like shuffling. You weren't ready. <laughs> you, you didn't play a Tyler Carter song, so I was like, oh, okay. Well, let me jump back into looking at my iTunes again. Um, so, like I say, well, go ahead and, and talk about why Tyler Carter is so bad while I look for my next one. And so <laughs> you're talking about it, and I just turn on random track seven from my next worst album of 2019, which, you know, just is this. <laughs> and so you're, you're talking about Tyler Carter for like a full minute before you finally say, what is this? <laughs> and, and, and it's so fucking funny because basically that just background noise was just, was, was just like an, like, just just background music to your discussion of Tyler Carter before you even realize. <laughs> and then and then you have to like Good look at God. my iTunes like oh this is Dead Swords. <laughs> it's so I, I was listening to that and I was just laughing so hard at at that. So I, I think that that was another one of my favorite moments of the podcast. Oh right God, <laughs> you know if the Skinny Essentials is like quintessentially what our show is about on an emotional aspect our end of the year episodes like the 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 fucking one two three four five punch of all of those like lists that we come up with are like the quintessential of what this show is like from a funny aspect (laughs) because again like you you had listened to that album yet there you were hearing the music having no idea what you were listening to (laughs) you know that that, that's the like there's layers there's so many layers oh god fucking dead swords i haven't thought about them since 2019 oh man i I, i'm i'm glad they didn't release anything more i know there's another gaslight side project from the drummer and bass player and a couple other guys and i can't remember the name of it now they're Hmm. supposed to have an album but no thank you (laughs) it it didn't seem like it was anything related to dead swords Hmm. but uh i was following them until i left facebook forever now, now we'll never know. That's, know. I mean, Dead Swords had Facebook, and now that nobody's on Facebook, like, how else is anyone going to know about Dead Swords? I know it's impossible, and it's it's weird because, I, yeah, <clears throat> um, it, it's the most like generic sounding name. There it is, Forgivers. So uh, <laughs> we'll see. That's a boring what, what, name. Oh, I think we decided we were going to check that out, and like we just decided at the last minute we weren't going to. I'm I'm going to check it out no matter what. Oh, can't figure out when it's Adam. What is this? My feelings. (laughs) Okay, so yes, one of my favorite moments on the show was another anniversary that we did. Dare I Mm. say, you take this, you take this anniversary, and you cut in half. Episode 200 was the mm. Taste of Chaos special featuring, we didn't know at the time, 
but he would go on to be one of our favorite artists, Corey Wells. And Corey Corey Wells' very first podcast interview. Yes. What a moment that was. What a day that was. Oh my gosh. This was in July of 2016. Again, that's episode 200. We got press um, passes to come uh, to come backstage into the taste of chaos you know so if you go back and listen to that episode you can kind of like listen to our kind of like disappointment and that like you, why invite us to the press if you're not gonna if you're not gonna secure us to have any like you know interviews of the ones that we wanted but anyway right t- it turns out taste of chaos still a fantastic time we still got to cover the show we got to talk to some listeners we got to meet and fall in love with Corey wells's music we get we get, we get that guy a hug and we featured in the background of another content creator's <laughs> video <laughs> while they were interviewing Adam Lazara from Taking Back Sunday. Right. And we see you can see the moment in that video when Adam, Adam and I give up uh, get up to give Corey Wells a hug. <laughs> you remember the the name of that publication cuz I know you ended up finding it. I I and- did, but I don't remember it anymore. I think I unsubscribed from okay. them from uh, uh YouTube right. cuz their content's kind of boring. But uh yeah. Yeah, did yeah, don't, they, if you if you listen to us don't 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 be mad. <laughs> but so uh, that was that was an experience. That was a day that will live in infamy. That was mm-hmm. a couple of days that will always live in infamy that we always call back to. Yeah. Um, Mike and Buddy Nielsen's uh, vast glowing relationship with each Shout other. Shout out to episode <laughs> 199 Census Fail at the <laughs> Observatory. You know, we talked to some fans over there and then we shared our story of how Buddy Nielsen completely ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> and he completely ignored me again at Taste of Chaos. So, I mean, he he did say, "I'll be right back." He did say that, <laughs> but in the meantime, you and I wrote one of at least my favorite songs from the Drive by Curious follow up album. Mm, I mean, that's right. Makilla and Rainbow Sprinkle were there, and like they collaborate anyway. Nobody gets that it's joke. Called, nobody cares. <laughs> it's called Two Out of Ten. Two Out of Ten. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> one right. of my favorite songs we wrote. It's it's. Good times, good times. But yes, that day, like again, I was, I, I kind of let my desire to interview artists fly after mm-hmm. that. Like, this is not a lifestyle that I want to choose for myself. Yeah, anymore. It's, <laughs> it's keeping us from enjoying the show too, and it feels desperate, and it feels mm-hmm. like I don't know, man. This isn't us, and you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but at least that day was fun. At least it made me feel like important. Like we got to park in the press parking and you know, it was, it was, it was a good day. It it made me feel like a real like journalist (laughs) and not just the (laughs) hobbyist doing this was his best friend. But uh, I I, I think the episode still turned out well. I think the interview with Corey turned out really well, like surprisingly really well. Like he has a lot to say and then, you know, it turns out he's, you know, he does have a lot to say. He's a musician got for God's sakes and go check out his music if you haven't already. And even to see how like unhappy the other interviewers were meeting mm-hmm. with us. I mean, we did have a fun conversation with that older guy who told us all about, you know, the eighties metal scene in, in sunset strip and, and interviewing all those bands. And that was fun. That I wish I would have recorded that conversation. Cause that was like <laughs> Me a too. trippy conversation with that guy. I know. Um, and, but yeah, like everybody else was just like so miserable the whole time just it like was waiting. a hot day though you know it was hot yes but they they didn't seem like they wanted to be there either so it's yeah. it hard to like say like, and these were more established like i don't know interviewers of 
of things. Yeah, I remember I was sitting across from, because I got their card, I don't remember the name anymore. I was sitting across this outlet who was interviewing Buddy, and the woman who was interviewing him wasn't making eye contact with him. She looked bored as fuck, just reading off a card. <laughs> Buddy right. was, I could see in Buddy's face, like he was so fucking checked out, just looking around the room, answering the questions, just as, like, so as this, much as he wants. The next question who are some of your influences? <laughs> Do you like insert name of one of their most popular songs ever? Oh <laughs> um, yeah. It's, 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 it's a, I really like the way it gets the crowd moving. Yeah. I wrote was, that in a really emotional time in my life. And you know, I really that hope about that your new album or <laughs> single uh, which, <laughs> and which or single. <laughs> So yeah, like like this is a completely I don't know. It felt very ingenuine. Yeah. So I, I, that's why, as much as I would like love to talk to these people, and at the same time, like I, I don't care. They don't care. They hate talking to to, to publication people yeah. anyway. And so it was a really eye opening experience too, right? You know, it was mm-hmm. like we we really tried to like push for like making our show into this, like wanting to interview mm-hmm. like both like local bands and established bands and stuff like that. But like that was really eye opening. Like you know, these people don't care. These mm-hmm. like, yeah, we like, if, if I guess if you kind of get down to the brass tacks, like, do we really care that much? I, 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 I don't, Not but it, at least it was good to know that we have the credentials to do it. Should we like push for it ever again? But uh, I don't right. know. It was a good, yeah, mo- it, I think the episode was still good. I think the moment was still good, especially for you and me. We got to do something I never got to do before. So right. that was pretty really cool. Well, and, and then when Warp Tour started uh, turning us down consistently, mm-hmm. just like, well, why, well, why? We don't need to. Yeah, it's okay. Get all, all into this anymore. That's fine. It's like, oh, there's Ash Costello. Oh, there's, I, I'm not allowed to go near her. <laughs> <laughs> her bodyguards have oh. their guns trained on me. But uh, yeah, shout out to Corey Wells. That was a great interview. That was he's a he's a, he's a he's a little dude with a big voice, and he's just a great musician. And can't wait to hear more music from him. He does have more music coming out. By the way. I hope so. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, for me, I think the episode that was a was the first stepping stone to us being even more comfortable within ourselves would be episode fifty. I Whoa. Gotta give a shout out. Oddly enough, even Tom on Discord, we've only known him for like six months now. Mm-hmm. He knows of episode 50. Nice. And are falling, falling in reverse, fashionably late um, documentary or just re- album review. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> that was our first track by track review. I, so yeah, it's episode 50 in July of 2013. Yes. Um, obviously, we were heavily influenced by The Lonely Island at the time. And this album just met our expectations greatly. Um, but look at looking back on it. I'm, I'm not impressed <laughs> by it anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, Cause again, there's like, there is that like try hard kind of feel, even though in the moment, I don't think I was doing that. Right, Cause so you were playing a character. You were playing like a, a falling universe, like a uh, fan boy and, and fan girl. Yes. Fan girl. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> going all in with like my, edgy fucking reviewer this is fucking like the album is trash don't get me wrong but like it was i was going hard like with my writing and putting it down and you know if i were to rewrite that interview today i definitely wouldn't go that hard like i would just be honest with you know a little did bit you more. actually did you actually write out your review i thought oh, yeah. you were just doing it 
improv. No, I, I, I wrote down my review for every single song and why I hated wow. it and why this song is bad and why it's offensive and stuff like that. Yes. And I wrote down why I thought it was the greatest thing in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, little did I know that there was another band making music out there that had had even worse lyrics, oddly enough. Who would have thought? But anyway, save <laughs> <laughs> that discussion for another day. And um, who would that no, be? I, oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at the show notes uh, of episode 50, by the way. Mm-hmm. Guess one of the things that we talked about in when we you know, did a new segment called The Feed. I, I don't know. I haven't listened to that episode in a little while now. Shout out to this episode. But uh, one of the feed topics was following an update from the past decade. Why would I write that? Following an update <laughs> from a... Oh, following an update from a past episode. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to try Avril Lavigne and Chad Kroger got married. Or did mm. they? Yes. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And that was before our Hello Kitty episode. Yes. Um, but... Because that was in 2014, but wow, interesting. And then we probably made made the bets of how long their marriage was going to last, and obviously I won. I <laughs> yep. It wasn't it wasn't going to last two years, and then who knows how many songs on this new album were about him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that I, I think that was the first time because I, I was really really wanting to like push being funny. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and writing things that were funny and tapping into my lifelong dream of being like a, a, a Saturday night live comedy writer, right? Writer. So I'm like, this is it. This is my moment, baby. And so this was the initial steps of doing something like that. And then it gradually, I'd like to believe got better and better <laughs> through think, the years. Oh, your, your writing definitely has gotten like so much better, but I don't think your writing in this one was like bad at all. I, I think for the time that we recorded this episode and, you know, for the people that we were in 2013 and stuff like that, I think it turned out like as good as it could have been. I think it was one of our best episodes, like both that we recorded. And I think like it did really well as also, I think people must have like shared it or something uh, at mm-hmm. the time back okay. when we were on Facebook or whatever. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, I, I, I remember this episode very fondly. It's uh, it's, it's something that we also brought back for a skinny seconds. I think I just cut out the, that whole review and just like through, you know, turn it into a mini episode, but the, uh, yeah, this was a this was an experience. <laughs> it was fun in hindsight. And I, I remember spending a lot of time writing my write up mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like going back and editing it a lot. <laughs> Anytime that you volunteer to write something for the show, I just enthusiastically always say yes. I'm like, yes, give me more. <laughs> like I love how funny you are. I love like the the skits you come up with. I love like just your writing in general. It's so clever, but also like immature and dumb, which is like right maybe, up there where my, where my humor is. Maybe I should do that again. One of these days, maybe, maybe we'll, see. we'll never, we'll never know, Adam. We'll never I know. know. <laughs> I mean, we're taking all this time off so you can really, really absorb those last two mm-hmm. Nickelback albums. Oh God. <laughs> no. th- sorry. Three. <laughs> There's three more to go. There's three more fucking Christ. Oh uh, yeah, okay. episode 50, uh, July of 20, 2013. There's a skinny second somewhere in the last couple of years as well. But if you want to check out the full episode, hear what Adam and I have to think about Avril Lavigne and Chad Kroger getting married, <laughs> <laughs> then you got you to gotta go check out the, the full episode, folks. I know. And finally, next album. I forgot what the next Nickelback album is called, but now we get to hear his side of the story. Oh, is this it? Oh. 
the the 2015 album obviously is that is after the divorce Ooh. so that'll be that'll be fun <laughs> i'm sure you know because he's such a respectable guy right he respects women and all yeah. that women can contribute to the society and the world so i'm sure he has nothing but nice things to say about his ex-wife i do <laughs> i'm sure he <laughs> adam, adam. Oh. one of the Sorry. one of my favorite things that we did and we were you know we were kind of um toying around with this idea every now and then too you know going to shows together just in our own you know private time you know because we want you know we, we we fell in love with a lot of bands we wanted to go see these shows but we just we we also wondered man there's going to be people at the show that like want to talk about these bands who are they going to talk to that's right they're going to talk to the skinny with mike and adam episode 120 is specifically mm-hmm. the rise records tour fan question special this was released oh. in december of 2014 so not a great time in my personal life so you know maybe maybe if you go back and listen to it you can hear a little bit of like i don't know mike you know mock sadness mock sadness and like you know dreading his impending divorce but uh (laughs) but as far as this episode goes we did talk to like a good this is at the pomona and glass house uh the glass house in pomona you know when we saw uh dance gavin dance secrets alive like me we discovered and fell in love with the band defeat the low and we we ate pizza next to them (laughs) (laughs) all one album of them yep (laughs) and then we uh we we um this is also us wait 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 remember in that show i yelled out for them to play one of the songs off their album that i liked Mm -hmm. and the lead singer said i wish we could play that song yeah, very like, odd what? thing what to is, say. What, what does that mean? I'm like, wait a minute, there's a story behind this. Yeah, tell the story. <laughs> but also, you know, behind the scenes too, like we also, because re- one of the bands dropped off and uh, a, a local band called Vise was uh, going to take uh, take over their spot. So, you know, we actually mm-hmm. got into contact with the guitarist of Vise and then eventually we, I think in January, we interviewed uh, with him. And that was a great interview wow. too. did we... Did we interview fans and interview Visa's guitar player the same day? We talked to him over at the merch table, but we didn't interview him. We we we, okay, we invited him for an interview at the merch table, and he said yes. So I think mm. actually, let me look forward here. January. I was right. That was that was January of 2015. Because uh, yeah, that was episode was 127 in January. I was heavily into Fallout Boy at that point. Mm, very <laughs> cool. But I, I think this was just a fun little episode of us like talking to diehard like dance gavin dance fans and me trying to stump them with fake lyrics fake john right. mess lyrics uh, that i came up with and uh, everybody <laughs> got good. it they were they were too good oh they like, were too good but also fans the fans i got really, feedback really from listeners of that episode um we you know we were good friends with um our uh melting pod network co sister show the dead bedouins at the time and they messaged me back and they were like that was a great episode but mike you shouldn't be the one saying f- lyrics to people because you say it in the cadence of the song <laughs> and i never heard the and he said like i never heard these songs before but i knew exactly which one was the real lyric <laughs> oh i see okay that's why another reason why they were so good yeah um but yeah that was a lot of fun and i, I remember like it's so weird like how we can kind of I feel like we can kind of turn on 
I don't know our character <laughs> when we start yeah, talking like our podcasting host like, thing, you know, all of a sudden we get funny and people are like, like you can see their anxiety level about talking to us go down because our yeah, anxiety yeah. level has people come like down. To, you know, being less guarded. Some two, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of weirdos and dance Gavin dance shirts come in, you know, talk to them. Exactly. But, uh, so that was, that was pretty fun overall. Yeah. Of all of our like fan question episodes that we've done, I think this one's my favorite. Cause like, you know, we had, we had good participation like you said, like the, the people we talked to were, you know, you could see their comfort level and their excitement with talking about Dance Gavin Dance with well, some strangers. And the first guy that we talked to, who was right next to us in line, he told us that we had talked to him at a previous show. I can't remember which show it was. Oh, is that right? But he, remember, oh, that's he, crazy. he said he, rem- he remembered us. Oh, that's we were like, crazy, oh, shit. dude. <laughs> you were from, I don't know if it was the Blessed of All show or, or something like it must that. Have been, must have been because that must have been the Glass the House as well. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Um, and there was something else about that day that was interesting. But That my ex-wife was there making me very uncomfortable? <laughs> oh, she wasn't there for that show. She went to the Word Alive show from a month earlier. Oh, maybe that's a, maybe that's a show that that listener was, or that uh, audience member was talking about. It's possible. It's very possible. So yeah, that was, that was fun. Yeah, that was. And I think this is like our best fan question special episode. So again, that's episode 120 over um, December of 2014. Ah, And that's what it was. Daniel's introduction to our show. Uh, Thank you for me. I I, I was going to say that, but this was Daniel's first episode of uh, that. He checked out of our show and that's how he became uh, our friend and my co-host eventually of the dorkiest podcast. Go check out that episode. Go go check out that show too. One more episode of that before I go on hiatus. I listened to all of your Batman episode. Thank you, like, Adam. Who's your favorite so many, Batman? So many Batman. Um, I, at this point, I'm just going to go with Lego Batman, like you said. Lego uh, Batman's <laughs> a pretty dope Batman, dude. Because uh, not only do we, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy watching that movie, my watching my daughter laugh at all mm-hmm. of his jokes. And, <laughs> yes. And remembering how much I didn't like it when we saw it in the theater, because a, it was like the most disgusting theater I'd ever been in. And B, I was there with a three-year-old who wasn't interested in the movie and C there was a bunch of 10 year olds in the audience that were just talking the whole time. Mm. So it was a bad experience, but now watching it 75,000 times um, on, on digital video, I've, I've enjoyed it much more and picked up on the subtleties of it all. Shout out to Lego Batman. Folks, I know this past weekend, you probably are thinking to yourself, you know that Robert Pattinson, this new Batman movie? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see that. No, don't see it. Go check out Lego Batman instead. <laughs> I'm going to see it tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to say, did you see it and you hated it or have you not seen it yet? No, I'm super excited for it, but uh, we're not, okay. we, we didn't want to see it opening night just because, you know, we didn't want like a crowded theater and we don't want like, right. you know, rude people around. So we're going to see it tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Recording this on Saturday. I'll I'll watch it someday. You'll watch it on HBO Max when it comes out on HBO Max, I'm sure. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. um, Next one for me. Yes, sir. I'm going to go with 100% episode 100. (gasps) Oh, wow. That's a a tough episode to re-listen to because we audio audio, issues. (sighs) It's rough. But like we planned out that episode a lot. Mm-hmm. And I and did I write the dialogue for that? I can't remember. Yes, you did. So I and and we had Dave from the other from various podcasts, podcasts on the Melting Pod. 
Right, not Dave from Discord, but but Dave 1.0, who's probably dead now, as far as we know. He was not, makes sense. Not the, didn't take care of himself the best. That Dave from Massachusetts. Um, but episode played- 100 was in July of 2014, folks. And uh, like, like Adam said, it's rough because there's a lot of audio issues that happen. But if you want to, you know, for some reason my my microphone ended up not being plugged in. Or oh god, I was so fucking mad. <sighs> yes, and like like. I still think the dialogue, man, I listened to that one a while ago now. So, um, but the dialogue is good. It's funny. And, and Makilla kills himself right there in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> it's really we, funny. Like if, if you can get past the audio issues, I do my best to clean it up because mm-hmm. the audio from Adam is just being picked up on my microphone and we were stand, we were sitting right, right. next to each other. So luckily you can kind of hear him. So I fix it up as best I can, but it's rough, dude. Yeah, and I remember Dave from Massachusetts uh, e- e- messaging us like a year or two later, being like, "Oh, hey guys, did you know that the audio on episode 100 was kind of funny?" Yes, Dave. Yes, I'm aware. I did <laughs> like, like a whole show, week but... of aud- of like audio production to try to fix it up as best I can, Dave. <laughs> so I I know that that was a a brief beautiful moment in time with a terrible character that maybe a lot of people don't like and don't like to listen to or learn about. We've come Um, to learn that (laughs) people don't give a flying fuck about Makilla, a rainbow sprinkle. (laughs) And I I get it. They're rough people, right? But we wrote them to be that way, but like people aren't here for it. And like, okay, we just have to let those characters go. Right. We, we, we had to let them just discharge themselves and, you know, I don't know if, uh, 2017's documentary made it into any of our best of the podcast list but <laughs> remember we're selling the nft to, for that anybody any any takers we'll it's, take it's any had, amount of money <laughs> it's had three views in the last three years what so i don't know who I, I when i at the end of 2019 i say that it's at 46 views um I checked it again and now it's at 49 views nice. in 2022. So nice. we're on our way, baby. Hopefully people who are checking out those terrible old episodes on YouTube are just, you know, checking out the documentary also. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I think that was interesting. So yes, episode 100 though was a seminal moment. Um, again, like you, you, you do it, you put it out there. You're just like, okay, what's the feedback going to be? Are people going to, going to say like, haha, that was funny. Um, but nope, zero. Oh my God. And I think it really is because of the audio issues. If there were no audio issues, Uh, dude, I think this would have been one of our best episodes. (laughs) It's so fucking mad, dude. And there's no way that we can go back and like redo this. Like we're not friends with Dave. Like he's like completely like gone off the deep end, like, like ideologically, ideologically. And also like as a human being, so like we're not gonna like get him back and like do that character again from fucking no seven, wait six eight years ago you know I think if you uh, if you see footage of January sixth Washington D.C. yeah he's usually there yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just a short drive from Massachusetts I know it's just just a brief drive mm-hmm. so um, but yes that would be a, yet another fascinating moment in the history of our. Yeah, so that's a rough one to recommend to people, but like if you can get past the audio issues and just listen to the dialogue and the rap battle and everything that we built for that episode, it is really fun. And I think it's a proper again for who we were in 2014. I think it's a cool way to like cap off episode 100 for this show. 
Agreed. All right, Here man. We are so- 300 episodes later, <laughs> still talking about it. <laughs> yep. I'm cringing at it. Adam, <laughs> I want to talk about episode 135, an unassuming episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course. Why, why wouldn't we talk about that one? That was important. Okay. Do you know what that one is? Oh, man. I, I, I think about it. All the time. This was in March of 2015. So, you know, you think back in my life in March of 2015, not Mm -hmm. doing the best. This episode is called, you might know what this episode is when I say the episode title, No Man Wants to Be Kurt Van Houten. And uh, (laughs) back in the day, when you know, we, we separated the show segments into the feed on the plate and sound off, you know, the feed was like the news topics, the, on the plate was the main show topic. And then the sound off was our recommendations. Um, on, on the plate I have here written in my show notes this week, Mike and Adam talk about nothing. Yep. That's right. Nothing of importance to discuss this week at all. Ellipses, ellipses, <laughs> ellipses, ellipses. So hmm. this was me opening up for the first time in a public space outside of my friends and family, you included, um, about my divorce. And I was so scared to be that vulnerable. I was, Mm. I didn't want to do it, but I, something inside of me kind of told me that I had to, um, cause otherwise, I don't know. I just kept bottling it up on the inside. Um, you were willing to talk about it with me on the show, which was, you know, in hindsight, very helpful. And I guess, you know, fast forward a little bit again, we had like, we were on a, podcasting network called the melting pot at the time and our friends over at the, uh, the the dead bedouins they did a whole segment on their next week episode about that episode and they talked about me and they talked about how they felt bad for me and how they like you know how it was like a very right. touching episode and like a, how we like really got to a couple of them those hardened criminals I'm, in the dead bedouins had got I'm, to them i'm the only I'm the only person in the world who has listened to all of their episodes twice because mm-hmm. I, I just deep dove back into them uh, when I had some downtime a couple of years ago. Yeah. You can't, I, nobody can go yeah. back and listen to their stuff anymore. They deleted everything. I know. I know. But I, I haven't listened to the Kirk Van Houten episode, but I do remember them talking about you and it was really more Sandman talking about you to the other guys. The other guys weren't listening yeah. to it. Yeah. The other guys aren't fans, but like to hear him talk about it and their reactions to what Mm -hmm. he was talking about, like it was really touching to like hear these strangers talk about and across the country. Yeah. yeah, And sympathize with something that I was having a really hard time with. And the peak moment, I don't know if you're going to talk about it right now, but go ahead. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? When Max Power, after this whole thing, I mean, it's, it, it, I don't know how long of a conversation it was. And Max Power, like just at the, at, right in the little lull in their conversation, just says, she's probably a fat cow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, which is very like on brand for that show, right? <laughs> so was, fucked up. So fucked up. I know. But it, the, was, it was beautiful because. Yeah, because like, yeah, you're right. They were like very like, it was very touching. They, they talked about me and it was, it was very heartfelt when I listened to it in the car on the way to work. And like, and when he said that, I was like, I was like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't be laughing. But that's like comedic from a comedic timing point of view. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it was fucking perfect. <laughs> right. But right. it was the first time episode three, uh, one, sorry, 135 that like 
I let myself be that vulnerable, not just like on the show, but like, I think like as a human being, like I've, I've always been so wound up and so like, don't burden other people with your stupid problems, you stupid idiot, you know, just like kind of like, you know, kind of like that mindset, you know, talking about, you know, you're talking about your vulnerabilities as a weakness, you know, that type of mindset, all the stuff that I was, that was beaten into me as a young person. But, um, but I knew that it was a podcast with, uh, you know, anonymous reach of people. Why not talk about your personal issues right there to a microphone and let strangers be the judge. Strangers know everything about my life. (laughs) Like Mike, we've been doing this for three years almost now. I think it's time we talk about something personal. And Mm -hmm. then I, yeah, if you look at it like that kind of spurred many other personal things in, in smaller, small doses. Yeah. And like, but it was like, we, we knew we could do it because nobody like messaged us back and said like, why are you guys such a faggot, faggot, fag? Mm -hmm. Nobody said that. So it's like, let's just keep doing this. And like, even though it was unintentional, you're right. Like this, this did kind of like spur the identity, the eventual identity of the show. Like, you know, emotion, you know, music combined with like, you know, uh, emotional stuff as well and how that kind of feeds together sometimes. But uh, yeah, dude, like, you know, going back and thinking about that episode, like your wife, like, like showed up on that episode. She was, she was in the backyard when we recorded that. And like, oh, she yeah. just happened to overhear the stuff we were talking about. And like, she grabbed the microphone from you and like started to talk, you know, given like her input. And it was like very sweet right. too. Cause like I, I was scared to be vulnerable in front of her as well. You know? That's right, man. Yeah, that was when we were recording in my backyard mm-hmm. at my old house. It was <laughs> a beautiful that. day. It was a beautiful March day. So, and there's a lot of really, like, we, again, the funny factor starts to to build quite a bit during that year um, as after that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I do remember listening to those episodes a few years ago and just being like, cool, this is some good stuff. Yeah, um, man. So, you know, those are some of my favorite episodes for varying reasons you know the, some of them were like some of them was like kind of the start of where we would go as human both human beings and as podcasters and friends you know some of them were just like great episodes with great memories uh, adam you have one more in your pocket for me well the the, the last one has got to be i guess one of one of the other firsts of being more focused on ourselves mm. we're going to talk about ourselves i don't know you know on this podcast this is the only time but we're ever going to talk about ourselves i don't know the episode number or the exact date but i do know october of 2012 okay let's see what we got there october of 2012 I, this is an early one i know it was i talked about going to see the book of mormon that episode and that was the episode <gasps> you talk about. I know this episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I... Hold on. Let's see. This is episode. Um, not 16. This is episode. Hold on. I think this is episode fifth. No, that's not 15. Damn it. Which one is it? Oh, here it is. Episode 14. It was the breast of times. It was the worst of times. I see here in my so, notes. Sound off. Adam. Adam shares with Mike and the audience some life-changing news. So I don't know where to find that episode now. It must be on YouTube, maybe. So if you go to the skinny with Mike and Adam blogspot.com, it might be on YouTube as well. If you go down to the blog archive, this was back when I was uploading the episodes onto archive.org. <laughs> 
because they had a free embed player. And this is back in like before we like we decided to like put money into the podcast or anything like that. Because like, this is episode fourteen, dude. Fourteen. <laughs> so and that was the first. That, after a month of waiting to tell you, oh my that, god, that Don was finally <laughs> pregnant. With with you know that wasn't the one screaming in the background earlier in this episode, but uh, the, the 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 little blondie angel that came into our lives and subsequently some some could say ruined, others could say blessed. There's 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 those moments where you're she not was sure like the background co-host for a long time as well while oh your wife God, went to school. Right? <laughs> oh, those episodes are painful to listen to. That's okay from 2013, but but yes, that that was that was a moment because again I I didn't know how. Mike was going to respond. He was the only one in our friend group that had ever had a kid. So it's like, how is he going to respond to like somebody else having a child? Is this going to change the podcast? I, I, I don't know what his feelings were, but oh, no, nothing gosh. but nothing but genuine uh, positive reaction from that moment. Um, and I remember like going back to edit uh, that episode too, and like listening to my reaction. And I was like, should I cut this out? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? No, I was like, I was like, well, maybe I'm being a little too, like, you know, genuine here or something. I, I, I was just like scared, I guess, just, I know. you know, because you know how I was back in the day. I remember, like, you're talking about a new iPhone during oh my your God, I'm, and you I'm, and you scream out on there, it's just a fucking phone. Yeah, that was <laughs> so. our try hard humor. I'm looking at the on the plate that we have for that. <laughs> millions upon millions of people who seem to hate having money every year are camped out and flip their collective <laughs> shit over the release of the iPhone five. And the iPhone five. Wow, amazing! Because I remember Don asking me after you left that day, like, why was he screaming about a phone? <laughs> like after after you had like like came out of the room and hugged her and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Something I don't know what what I don't know this. IPhone. We don't care. It's just a it fad. Was, it's a, nobody. It's not going to catch on. But that hour is <laughs> thankfully only an hour and four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very short episode yeah but yes the beautiful beautiful moment that that was so oh. even nearly man i guess more 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 than nine years later now mm-hmm. my goodness yeah and like again like i remember re-listening to it thinking that was like a beautiful moment of you like sharing that with me and things like that and you were being very coy too because we would message each other prior to the recording mm-hmm. and we were like and we were like Oh, so Adam, what what are some of the notes that oh, you have for like your sound off or when it's like so I can put together like a a thing and you, and you were like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I was like, what? I'll, figure, I, I'll, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, so I just figured like I was going to be ready to type up whatever you were going to say, and then you you drop that fucking bombshell. Oh, I love you, man. My life is forever going to be different. Yes, <laughs> and boy, howdy, was it. So anyway, episode 400. Episode yes. 400 of Skinny X! Yeah, those are some of uh, our favorite moments. We, we've had lots and lots of great moments, I think, but the those definitely sound out, my friend, and thank you for reminiscing with me on this. But uh, yeah, folks, if you have like any of your favorite moments, I'd love to like talk about it and you know reminisce with you guys over on Discord. Uh, and that is in the link below. And you know, I'll, I'll still be around in Discord. I'm, I'm not going to like turn off all of my notification settings on everything, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll still be over there. We'll still talk skinny. We'll t- we'll still talk music and things like that. Uh, but uh, Adam, any any uh, last things to say before we move on? 
No, it's like, I want to keep this going. I'm sad. It's going to be a six week break, but, uh, but again, thank you for understanding. Like I've always said, what's the point of listening to music? If you can't talk about it on the internet with strangers, you can just like not listen to music for the next six months or six, six weeks. (laughs) That would, that would be rough. I don't know what I would do with my time. That's true. You have too much free time. So much, so much free time. I mean, I'm listening to satanic bands now and Indian folk metal bands. I I don't know what my my world is going to become in the next six weeks, but hopefully I'll still be alive. Well, before we get into, um, you know, the last two albums I wanted to talk about on this week's episode uh, and in the, you know, that, 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 that footage that we share with us. um, How about you talk about those bands as well? Okay. Um, Tell me a bit about, um, what's it called? Bali, bloody wood, bloody wood. That's what it is. So I have to like give a shout out to uh, to Tom. He he actually mentioned this band to us uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and got his his description of it. I got to bring it up. It was so funny. Um, he basically said they were kind of like like falling in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him saying that. Yeah. So. But yeah, there. Uh, this just popped up in my YouTube feed this week. Um, I saw Indian folk metal, and I was like, "Well, I like folk, and I like metal, and I like Indian food, and mm-hmm. I hear Indian music when I'm eating <laughs> Indian food, which is a good thing. Like all these things are correct in my brain. So I'm like, I'm gonna click on this video and just see what's going on here. And it turned out, yeah, February 18th, Tom said, if you're looking for a wild time today, the new album from Bloodywood is crazy. It's like you took the new Falling in Reverse songs, gave Ronnie an Indian accent, and surrounded the metal <laughs> with traditional Indian instrumentation. It's insane. And I, so I didn't remember that. I remember reading his description and thinking, well, that sounds interesting. And then like I forgot to go to go back into it. So and luckily, folks, that very apt description does not do at least this one song that I listened to, this band Justice, you have to just go check it out for yourself if you haven't right. heard of Bloody Wood before. It's definitely metal, and there's definitely sitar elements and, like, I guess, Indian rhythmic drumming at times kind of in the background of it. So it's it's different. And, the like, the, the clean vocals are in English, and he's kind of got, like, that accent, but he's also, like, a very Mike Shinoda-esque kind of thing going on. Um, so it's got that new metal vibe, which kind of turned me off initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the guy who does the screams, that dude is insane. Like, like I know he he's only speaking native Indian. Punjabi and like, stuff like that. Right. So um, I've listened to it three times so far. And I'm enjoying it. Mm. It's definitely more metal than Indian folk. Um, <laughs> but the album is called Rakshak. It's a Hindi for protector. Right. So this band was like a new metal cover band for a few years ago. <laughs> they were covering Linkin Park and they like Rage and they like System of a Down and Alter Bridge and Limp Biscuit as their musical influences. So I mean, they're they of, shouldn't they're of that age, right? <laughs> Where they would have grown up listening to that kind right. of stuff. They did a cover of uh, "Heavy" by Linkin Park in 2017. Oof, love that song. So that's interesting. That's not anything like what that song doesn't sound like anything this band is doing on this album. 
but fuck, well, dude, it sounds like they crazy. they did it in Lincoln Park's like early style. So oh, they, they took did? that okay. super heavy, like emotionally, like oh, raw song, <laughs> and it made it sound like it was on Hybrid Theory or something. Okay, so that's kind of interesting. And then yeah, this album came out in February, and uh, fuck, I mean the the video is exactly what you would expect an Indian folk metal band to be. It's like, oh, here's a a, a band looking frightening doing metal music, and then there's like you know super attractive Indian. Belly dancers, dancers. girls and doing their thing. And anytime five Indian women are doing traditional dance, like my, my eyes are glued to it. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) and then there's like, you know, old fat Indian men playing, playing drums in the background. Like, I'm just like, well, this seems like something that's not Avril Lavigne right now. So I'm going to listen to this and see what happens. Um, so yeah, my so introduction far, to this is the song that you shared that you found on on YouTube. That's called right. Danadan. And Danadan. from the moment the lyrics come in, check out these <sighs> lyrics. I put a fist through the face of a rapist. Oh, you got my attention. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I taped this for the viewing pleasure of the nameless faces he disgraces. And yeah, one day I might I may change his mind without my mind but I won't bow to the beast never making peace. It feasts only if you're going to let it eat and it just keeps on going. So the wife beater, like about to get a beating on the beat. It's, it's a fucking, it's a fucking like revenge fantasy. Like it's to like hurt and kill like sexual predators. Right. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if the rest of the album is exactly like that, but, um, cause most of it's like in, in Punjabi. Well, and then the, 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 the screams come in and that dude is just singing. Yeah. In, in Hindi and Punjabi and on YouTube, they have the translation there. Um, and it seemed to all kind of be in the same, the same vein. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. And that dude can fucking rip. He's just like, I guess very surge tanky. And I never really listened to. Yeah. It's very like system of a down. Yeah. Good, good pull. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of liking it. I don't know. It's very samey. It's definitely got like for 47 minutes. It's, it's at that intensity. I think there might be one song that is, you know, more of a slowed down ballad-esque kind of thing. So yeah, I'll see how this kind of grows on me over time, but it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. So I'm definitely going to have to check this out too. Cause you know, this, this week, no new albums of note. I, I checked out a couple that uh, some of our listeners recommended. And after one listen for both of them, like from Belmont and vein.fm, like I'm, they're not for me, so I'm not going to continue listening to them. So I'll, I'll be checking out this uh, bloody wood album. Might as well. I'm, I'm okay with it so far. And then I was encouraged to listen to a band called the ghost mm. this band we've we know of they're, they're hard to miss in the scene um swedish metal band and a lot more rock band than metal um they're not super heavy by any means but do you know much about them no and it's crazy that like nobody's picked up this name until now <laughs> well they they did and they got sued Oh really? Okay. And they had to change it to Ghost BC, but but that was only for a certain amount of time, like maybe three or four years, and then they were able to go back to Ghost. I've read a lot about this band. I know 
a lot about their 10 years of history here. <laughs> if, so, I'm, um, if you're saying this is like the Swedish band, then I think they, they kind of get like all like glammed up and do yes. costumes and things, they right? They are, this is praise music for Satan. So, praise music for Satan. Right. right you've if got you, my attention now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's basically very sleep token esque where they went many years where their true identities were hidden. Mm-hmm. And then finally, somebody deep dove into the internet and figured <laughs> out who these, who they were. Cause they're, cause the lead singer, it's all his, his project. Um, his name is Tobias Forge. And he plays the character of Papa Emeritus and he's, he's the Pope of the satanic church. And every song is about Satan and hell and death and blood flowing and all that. But it's, it's like heavy metal light. It's very like, I've never listened to blue oyster cult, but if you think of don't fear the reaper, like it has that level of heaviness and his okay. voice is very like, uh, like very, I don't know. It's not like blah, 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 kind of, kind of stuff. It's all just very soft singing. And it's got that weird, like English is my second language kind of vibe to his sound. Um, so you, yes, so you, he, you brought up blue oyster cult. So this band has like a psychedelic kind of like, element to that yes there's definitely psychedelic you know doom metal kind of thing but again like it's just it's more on that hard rock kind of thing rather than a like it's it's not that kind of what you would think it would be Mm -hmm. so um so yeah he's he's papa emeritus and after every album and every tour he kills off the character (gasps) like the last the, the the last show is like some extravagant death scene where the character is killed off and then like a new Papa Emeritus <laughs> takes over. So there's that. And then by the th- that's interesting album, like either the third or fourth album, he brings in Cardinal Copia who is, you know, you know, now like not the Pope, but like this spinoff character. Like, and so there's layers upon layers here. <laughs> and the background band is all just called the nameless ghouls. So it wasn't until like 2014, 2015, when some of the nameless ghouls started to sue him that more of their identities mm. came out. And then it turned out that there was all of these, um, it's a revolving door of musicians that are constantly kind of coming and going. Yeah. Like a collective. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I like the music though, that <laughs> you got to think about it from that perspective. Um, so I, I, there's definitely some good songs here, but like he said, he was working on music in like mid two thousands, uh, with, with his, you know, music writing partner. And he came up with a riff for one of the songs on the first album called stand by him. And basically they looked at each other and said, two guys that look like us aren't the ones making this music. So like from there, they created these characters and this whole like image around it. And again, this, none of this stuff really came out in the press until like 2014, 2015. And their first mm-hmm. album was like 2010. So nobody knew anything about who these people were prior to that. But Interesting. Like, okay, here, here's what it was. Here, here was the concept behind it. Here's where we're going. Like, and so like all that information is on Wikipedia. So I was just reading through it like, whoa, this is a lot deeper than I thought it would be. So I don't know. It's like, it's weird, like not super crisp production, 
which is kind of a turnoff for a band that has such a, such a huge like presence and stage production. Mm-hmm. So I'm still not really sure how I feel. You think that's intentional? Like to kind of give it like an underground feel? I, again, the image is not underground. Like it seems like this should have a big bombastic. Well, from the concept, like, you know, some like Satan worshiping, like psychedelic glam metal, (laughs) doom metal people. Mm -hmm. Like it, it sounds like that would fit well with that. Like we, you know, we're like, underground satan worshipers or whatever so i don't know i'm just kind of throwing ideas out there it, it doesn't feel underground at all it okay. feels like we are trying we are in the mainstream and pushing this lifestyle on the rest of the world like that because it's, it's all that praise music kind of kind of stuff uh, you know so, so, t- so tell me about like the concept <laughs> at least is it do you think do you feel like it's just kind of like leaning into like satanic panic kind of stuff or is it just kind of like like or just kind of like feeding that that uh that that uh religious scare element mm-hmm. okay uh, yeah i don't i don't feel like he's trying to scare it's just the glorifying it like, okay it's putting so it it's, it's literally just taking like christian metal and changing the subject matter changing right. the subject matter right okay and, and and talking about how wonderful satan is and how ridiculous god is and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff and yeah um, literally just flipping the characters of christian music right okay and it's got it's got the like the those all those catholic themes like Dominos! <laughs> like the chorus singing latin you know it's Ooh. got that kind of stuff all a lot of the songs are are in latin like like the the titles are all like latin oh interesting words even though they're all in english um more so on the second album than the first album. So I'm, I'm listening to albums one, two, and three. Um, and then I'll listen to album four next week. And then album five comes out on March 11th. Oh, so, okay. So you're all just kind of ramping up to this coming weekend's uh, album. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I just thought this was interesting. And, and how did you um, hear about this again? I'm sorry. One, one of my, my work related connections. Oh, nice. Told me about it. And and she was very much like, I don't know how you feel about Satan. <laughs> and talks about Satan. And I'm like, oh, I, I like songs about Satan. <laughs> I like songs about <laughs> that fictional I, character, Satan, yeah. But I, I didn't know it would be this much Satan. Like, oh my God, every song. Is, is, it, is it off-putting or? <laughs> no, it's really not. Like, like they, they kind of balance it in a weird way. Like, there's like, you know, obviously the Satan songs. And then there's like songs about witches. And there's all that kind of pagan culture and stuff like that yeah yeah totally so it's like that sounds interesting it's interesting yeah i mean if anything it's different right it's Mm -hmm. it's a breath of fresh air it's not the same old bands singing about the same old shit you know right so i I wasn't sure if you had ever listened to them before Mm -hmm. and just kind of like like passed them off but i definitely seen alternative press talking about them a lot and just being like oh man they look spooky i wonder if they're any good (laughs) but that was that was all i knew i guess one more question like are, are they going for shock value or do you... oh yeah definitely it's, okay it's all it's all theatrics okay especially when you see pictures of their stage presence i don't want to like watch any videos oh like... i feel like the videos would be like <laughs> part of the experience dude <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah maybe I'll, ch- yeah, I'll check out a few of like their bigger songs and then uh see okay. see if they have any music videos out there and, and i'll and i'll report back this sounds very very interesting 
because all of their album titles are are in Latin as well. The first one was called Opus Eponymous. The next one is Infestinum. No, Infestisumen. Infestisumen. <laughs> nice. And then the next one is called Prequel. Oh no, Pre-quel? sorry. The next one is called, next one is called Meliora, which is a little bit more heavier than the previous two. And then the next, and then the album four is called Prequel. Like P R E Q U like before you quell, yes. <laughs> and then this one coming up is called Impera. So it's it's all it all sounds spooky, but the music isn't that spooky. <laughs> well, I love me a well told, well executed, uh, you know, concept and a good concept Wait. album. So this sounds like it might be like right up my my alley too you know especially as a former catholic you know this might this might be a right, good way to kind of right. <laughs> rank you know right right up the angry repressed catholic in me you know <laughs> right so i thought that was kind of interesting but yes i'll be listening to them and then bloody wood on top of that and then i'll just be continuing with uh with chad and the boys <laughs> well adam it's funny that you talk about chad and the boys you want to kind of share with the folks the uh you know, kind of the story behind this, uh, this this footage that we got a hold of. Well, do you want to talk about Metallica real quick? Okay, we'll talk about Metallica I think really quick. Then this is, this is going to be. I'm not going to encourage you to listen to Reload. This, oh, really? I think this is going to be the end. I, I listened to Reload last night, and I was like, <laughs> I think I think Mike's heard enough. <laughs> well, let's talk about Load then. So, okay, I guess I'll just right off the top. I'll be like, tonally. It's very weird. Like it starts off like unhinged and a bit like Metallica's kind of gone off their rocker, like with some experimental moments that like don't really pay off. Mm -hmm. But then there's like some really good like genre bending stuff too. Like I really like the song Until It Sleeps and King Nothing. Oh, yeah. Which I think those are singles, right? Until It Sleeps was the first single. So like after all of my uh, Black Album absorption of 15 and then 96 hits and Until It Sleeps come out. And that was the first really the culture had heard from Metallica it, since 1991. So mm-hmm. like five years had gone by. And then this song comes out and it just fractured the fan base Ooh. so much. I can imagine, like, right? Yeah, because you you were telling me like, oh yeah, and then um, Alice in Chains makes an appearance too. And it's like, oh, there there it is. There's the Alice in Chains. But <laughs> I, I like that song though. I, I, I like oh, that song. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah I, I like like Metallica's rendition of like a '90s grunge song. It's a it's right. it's very interesting. They they you know they implement their strengths and they just kind of make it their own. And I think the music video for it is pretty cool too. There's like a lot of cool striking imagery in there and. Right. Uh, uh, it, it's it sounds like a band that is ready to evolve their sound and they're ready mm-hmm. to take the next step and to kind of not feed into the culture, but just kind of like complement the culture at the time. So real, real quick, um, do a quick Google search of Metallica Rolling Stone magazine, 1996. Okay. Meta- oh, Metallica Rolling Stone cover. 1996 all right here we go so after after wait after holy you, shit <laughs> so after you like get established with what they look like in the black album holy this is the metallica shit. we came to find out about in 96 i mean you well, saw the video for until it sleeps but yeah this is the this is the fucking 
music <laughs> video right here. Yeah. Holy shit, they are really leaning into this. Mm-hmm. And they like the 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 haircutting, the 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 tonal shift of the of the album. Um, now this really, is like, like "Hello, Fellow Kids." <laughs> but they're like six thir- version. Yeah, I mean they're thirty three. Oh, absolutely. Line, yeah, so, yeah. So they're still to us they're still children, but at the time they were like metal gods. Mm-hmm. And and when you were like fourteen, and that was your Metallica. When you were nineteen, this was a difficult Metallica to accept. Interesting. You know? <laughs> okay. And then you get into the lyrics being all very emotional, like like Hetfield kind of like really, really going deep with a lot of his just personal strife. Yeah. And I caught some of those uh, lyrics as well. And like, I thought it was a refreshing thing. Like go personal, man. Like it's fine. Looking at it now from, you know, you know, thirties to forties spectrum, it makes sense. But you know, when you were 19, not wanting to hear this and, and I was only 16 and I was like, not getting it my friend Chris was like, I fucking hate this album. This is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And I, I, I hadn't, I didn't really jump into the full album until I was closer to 20. And then like, I, I really started to enjoy it a lot more, but man, I remember everybody hated this. Oh yeah. I can imagine at the time, but yeah, then you, then I listen to it now at, at 41 and I'm just like, okay, there's, there's imposter syndrome that he's singing about. There's obviously grief. That he's mm-hmm. singing about he's singing about his drug addiction and why that drug addiction came from and i was just like this album's really good yeah there's like yeah. really good like <laughs> lyrical elements and exactly what you would want from this band that has like this you know it's if they're big in the public eye they've had you know their their addiction issues and you know public perception is no secret you know they're the, one mm-hmm. of the biggest bands in the world in 19 in 96 at this point too so mm-hmm. you know like I want to hear those types of stories at this point. So right. it's cool that you, these elements are in here, but then you get to like track two and two by four. And it's like, what is this? <laughs> like, this, this I like two by four. You lot. like two by four. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. I never came around yeah. to it. It's got that, that, that blues beat to it. And yeah, it's, it's pretty happy, but yeah. Um, King, nothing hero of the day. Those, those were played on KCAL all the time. Ain't I love bitch. King, nothing. Oh, that's such a I good know. song, man. And, and I really like Hero of the Day. Yeah, and that's Bleeding really good Me too. is so good. I, that was a song that I took to uh, to the state hospital mm. and played that for for the guys. And you know, at, at eight minutes, it's 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 everything there. It's it's all just like here's everything about me and all my problems. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is not what we were wanting to hear after the Black Album. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, with how big the fan base is, how toxic the metal community could, you know, mm-hmm. it not only is the toxic toxicity of the metal community is still around to this day, but fuck, I, I wasn't around in 96 mm-hmm. at that, you know, for for that for that shit. So maybe you can probably speak on it a little bit more, but like yeah. I can just imagine people losing their fucking shit for this album, right? right? Uh, yeah, and they they were not happy, and I don't think I appreciated it until listening to Alice in Chains, and then listening to the house Jack built, and being like, "Whoa, fuck, that was really awesome." Yeah, um, and then you just keep digging a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, and pass over you know the the overplayed singles. Um, unfortunately, like it, it loses its meaning when you hear it on the radio so much in over 20 years but then i since i've been listening to the radio since 2012 hadn't listened to this album for four or five years now 
I was just like, man, King Nothing and Hero of the Day. Those are some good tracks right there. Yeah, there's a lot of like really good ideas that have been well executed. I think they pay off really well. And even like some of the grunge elements uh, don't come off as like, oh, hey, guys, remember us? We, we can do this, too. <laughs> like, it doesn't, right. like I was scared right. it was going to come off like that. But like, I think they, I think they implement enough Metallica-ness into their version of grunge to where it, it fits and it works. And there's the great story of Alice in Chains doing their Unplugged in New York in 96. Mm-hmm. And all the, all the guys from Metallica showed up and were sitting in the front row with their new haircuts. And, <laughs> nice. And, and Mike Inez wrote on his acoustic bass and it's there, you know, if you ever watch that Unplugged and he put um, friends, don't let friends get friends haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> they all looked exactly the same in a weird way at that point. <laughs> well, I mean, like they're in their thirties. Like, come on, let them, let them cut their hair. <laughs> I love that they, they got friends haircuts. <laughs> but mama said, Mike, mama said is an interesting track. It is an interesting track. Yeah. I, I, mean, I love that song, even though it is not a Metallica song. Whatsoever. I came around to it. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, it's very off-putting. Of course, it's a fucking country ballad for God's sakes. But like, but like, I, I don't know. I come around, hear, I come around to it, and you can hear all the fan base just being like, "Ugh!" <laughs> as yeah. soon as that slide, slide guitar comes in, you're right. Yeah. Oh man, it's and it's very off-putting. But like everything else in that song is really wonderful. Um, so I I always came back to that song. Yeah, you have to I set a track. You have to you have to completely set aside your expectations of what you think Metallica's music is in order mm-hmm. to really like appreciate Load. Um mm-hmm. I don't I wouldn't say Load is like their best album or anything, but like nah. I think what they're going for like works. I, I think right. them trying to implement experimental tones and experimental um, guitar tricks and things like that. And, you know, they're, they're doing the grunge thing, you know, to varying degrees of success, you know, they're in, in, they're being a little bit more personable and existential with their, with their lyrics. And that really works for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, If I were part of the culture in 96, I'm sure I would have been on the side of like, it's not my fucking Metallica, bro. They cut the fucking hair, bro. Like, you know, (laughs) right. I I definitely would have been there all we heard. And I think the, I don't know if it was the media that just grabbed onto it or if people actually believed it. Well, negativity sells. So I'm yeah. sure that's been the case for all of media, you know? And is it just me or is the outlaw torn? One of the greatest closers. It's one of their best for sure. It's, it's so fucking long, but like at, at this point I'm know. like, you know, because at well, this point, I, like yeah. I'm ready for the album to end. Right. It's hard. Right. It's out. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Oh my God. It's so long. Well, and, there's actually the original version of Outlaw Torn was another minute and a half. But <laughs> just do it. Just apparently do whole thing, you weren't man. you aren't able to put more than eighty minutes on a CD. Interesting. There so he goes. They, yep. So they, they said like there's this there's this really awesome closer to that song that we had to just kind of cut thirty seconds off of. Yeah, there's um, yeah, all the previous <laughs> thirteen tracks had nothing to cut, right? You couldn't cut a single one of those songs, I'm I sure, guess right? So. I guess so, but <laughs> well, that would have been interesting. Kind of interesting. So, Reload has its few and far between moments. I mean, you you know, Fuel, you know, Memory Remains. I'm sure you know the Unforgiven Two, probably. I think so. Those, I, I mean, those are good songs, but 
the rest of this album for 76 minutes, I was just like, I think Mike can, can let it go. I don't think you're going to miss anything if you don't listen to this album. <laughs> I'm not doing anything else for the next five weeks, bro. Come on. <laughs> I'll check this one out. I mean, I, I, I'm this far into Metallica's discography. If I don't listen okay. to the reload, that's going to be the only Metallica album. I don't, I haven't heard like, right. I'm going to listen to this I, one. And I, I hate to leave it because you can almost, as soon as track five comes in on reload, it's just like, yep, this is where Metallica is for the rest of their where career. They still are. Yeah. Even 20 years later with a uh, hardwired to self-destruct in 2016. It's just like, it's long, it's slow. It's not interesting for me at least. So well, it's, I'm, it's I'm, I'm sure there's good moments in this, right? it's it's good at the beginning like like fuel is a great song the memory remains is an incredible song i like the unforgiven too and then there's like two more tracks in there that i, I think are okay i mean i'll check it out 10 and 11 there's no way i'm not going to check this out at this point okay so i gotta okay. throw this in gotta 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 come gotta finish the fight gotta complete the set you know so <laughs> uh gonna throw this in you know sometime in uh I'll, I'll take a break of course i've been listening to a lot of metallica the last few weeks so gonna gonna take a little Appreciate bit of a break but then i'll go back into this Right when we're ready to, you know, get back into the show. I appreciate your journey through all of this. It's no, I appreciate fun. you like, you know, talking this out with me and, you know, having me recommend this. And now we are like, I'm like one album away from being super best friends with you. Right. <laughs> so that's funny. I, I, I just wanted to bring up that Rolling Stone because I, I, we, we got that magazine at my house. Oh, cool. Uh, in 1996. And I remember Mari saying like, whoa that's not what Metallica used to look like. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> and I was just like, and I was just like, really? Cause I hadn't really seen that many videos at that point and I had nothing to compare them to, but you see like the expressions on their face too. They're trying right. so hard Urr. to be cool. <laughs> I know. It's, not, it's just not working. I'm scary. <laughs> okay. All right, man. So we are here so, before we get into, I mean, spoiler alert, our favorite album from Nickelback, uh, dark horse, <laughs> Uh, I mean, with, with all this new context, right? Like, before we get into this, like, Adam, why don't you set up, like, this clip that we were given by an anonymous source? And how did, how did we come across this? Um, well, I, I mean, I was doing my annual, or sorry, annual, my weekly 4chan dive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just clicked on this thing that was uh, Metall- uh, Metallica, uh, Nickelback, uh uh, Nickelback excerpt recording. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that sounds interesting. This looks like a file that I should probably click on. I'm sure there's nothing to be worried about here. Um, and it was this audio file. Um, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it's here. I don't know who recorded it. Um, yeah, when I listened to it, it sounded like it was like studio, like background, like background, like some like the, micro, the microphones are on in the studio and like a couple of the people mm-hmm. from Nickelback were like kind of talking and things right. like that, putting things into context. And it was, it was from right around uh, 2011, I think when they were recording the here and now album. So, um, cause there's a lot of references from albums from like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's like lyrics from, from some of those albums I think are, are mentioned on here, but we'll, we'll find out. Cause yeah. So, I mean, like we listened to it, like I've been kind of like racking my brain around this, like being super fascinated. It really put this band and this, their albums, like into a new context for me. So, you know, um, we thought it would be, you know, a good idea to like kind of share this footage that we, that we came across with the audience as well. So like, if you bear with it, like it's, it's a little like staticky at first. So like, if you just kind of like wait for it to kind of like kick in and then, um, like you'll get to hear 
so, some of the members. I think it'd be pretty clear who who who's talking at the moment. I think like Mike Kroger is on this, and um, right. oh, what's Mike his Kroger, name? Ryan Ryan, Ryan Peak. Ryan Peak. Ryan Peak, the guitar player. And then yeah, and then you can't you can't mistake that that's that's Chad. Yeah, there's there. Chad. You, you, when, when Chad's in there, you, you'll definitely like know it's Chad. But uh, yeah, I mean, so, yeah. So go ahead and we'll, we'll play it right now, and then we'll go ahead and talk about uh, Dark Horse. Uh, in a bit so let me go ahead and ed- let me mark it down over here and we're gonna take a little bit of an edit break and we'll see you guys in just a few minutes dude ryan hey you gotta talk man i'm i'm so freaking frustrated about chad continuing to write these abysmal lyrics for our songs <sighs> Yeah, I know. It, it, it's it's like we've been in this band with him for like 25 years now, and he keeps coming up with these retarded songs about like strippers and having sex all the time, and most of it doesn't even make sense. You're telling me. I'm his brother. I've been dealing with this since we were kids. This was why her dad and mom split up, and she ended up with that abusive boyfriend. I mean, they were always fighting because Chad just kept on talking about fucking girls around them. Oh, shit, dude. Is that really what happened? Because like... Maybe we should maybe we should have just been talking about these things like all throughout these years instead of like waiting until now. I think this is seriously the first time we've talked since the band started without Chad interjecting about some bullshit about old photographs or how we're going to be like dead tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think I think it's time that we had like an intervention, you know, like let's tell him how we feel and you know that we want to start doing songs that aren't about that shit. You know, I I, I mean I've never said this before but like figured you out remember that song right like that's about my wife what the hell yeah dude like we were painting my baby's nursery you know you know you gotta start with the primer right and the primer was all white but like she got some paint splattered on her and like chad like walked in and he was all like oh i like the white stains on your dress and and then like he just like ran out of the room right like i wanted to say something to him but like then he wrote that song and i was like i got a family to feed so like every time i get a royalty check for that song like i feel like i want to vomit uh, yeah that's it this has to change i mean this shit has made us rich beyond our wildest dreams but it has to stop i can't die someday and my obituary say this dude has a song credits for a song called something in your mouth uh, he literally wrote it. that about see he, he literally wrote that about my one-year-old daughter drinking a bottle and then at the same time he kept that song about us banging that moose when we were wasted as teenagers he wasn't supposed to tell anyone about that. I know he changed it up so that it would sound like he was kidnapping some underage girl, but he still kept the title as Animal. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's the story behind that song, dude? Yeah, sadly, it gets cold in Canada, and we do what we got to do. Okay, here he comes. Let's just do this. All right, ready? All right, well, wait. One, One, two, two three. Three. Nickelback, Nickelback is, a is a stupid name. name. <laughs> Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. What's up? All right. Hey, Chad. Um, so, so Ryan and I, we want to talk to you about something. Father's hands are loud with dirt from long days in the field. Okay. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I remember that one. Our dad was an accountant. Anyway, we really need to talk about the lyrics you're choosing for our songs. I mean, I know Ryan and I are mediocre instrumentalists at best. And for some reason... Our music has resonated with the riot, with, with just like a wide audience. 
but all of the sex talk and telling stripper stories based on my kids and, and now Ryan's wife, it's just getting embarrassing. We really want to get that toned down like a lot. Well, the good times gone. See, dude, that's, I know, like it's been a long time coming and we've been in this band for 25 years now, but we are sick of playing these songs and like seeing teenage girls sing along with them. Like it's a good thing. I needed you. Probably as bad as I need another hole in the head. Was I mean to you? Cockies in your hand. I believe that you would leave me for dead. See, that's what we were talking about. Like another hole in the head. Like where the hell, what the hell does that even mean? Like, where does the first one come from? Did I miss something? (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, anyone with more than a third grade education is laughing at us. I mean, thankfully, a huge chunk of America dropped out before that time. But I think, oh man, I think that's why we sell so well in Mississippi. If everyone cared and nobody cried. If everyone loved and nobody lied. If everyone shared and swallowed their pride. Then we'd see the day when nobody died. Oh my god, that doesn't even make sense. Can you stop talking in song lyrics and be serious for once? You literally ruined my wife's life when you wrote Figured figured You Out. She is not some brain-dead groupie chick. She was sleeping on the deck of our gar- of our garden, dude. She was sleeping while we were gardening. Like, she had some dirt on her, yes, but you started strangling her, screaming about how you wanted to respect her more. The millions that song has made us was great, but what the hell, man? Someday, somehow, I'm gonna make it all right, but not right now. I know you're wondering when. Holy shit, dude. That's what we're talking about. These sentences don't make sense. Try to make it right now. We are all wondering when. I'm Mike Kroger, bassist for Nickelback, your brother. Do you know how often I get laughed at because of this? I'm through with standing in line to clubs I'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth and I'm never gonna win. This life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. Oh shit, not that Rockstar song again. What the hell was that? One of our biggest hits was one of the dumbest things we've ever created. Got to meet the hearty with the million dollar body. They say it's over budget, but you pay her just to touch her. Come on! Don't go there, Chad. You wrote this one about my one-year-old. I love the way you dance with anybody. Where you swing and tease them all by sucking on your thumb. You're so much cooler when you never pull it out. Cause you look so much cuter with something in your mouth. Chad! Chad, this has to stop. I really don't want to have to fight you about this, but I'm about to beat your ass. I want to go until the neighbors all complain. Cause they heard something screaming and they think we're both in pain. I want to go so long and if your parents think you died. They're gonna call the cops to see you and in the FBI. Holy shit, dude. That song was about sex, too. But dude, seriously, think about our parents and what they went through as soon as you started playing guitar. I know dad left when we were toddlers because your first full sentence was, it's too bad we had no time to rewind. And then, when our stepdad, John, showed up, you kept on saying, father's a name you haven't earned yet. Him and mom couldn't even talk to each other before you would start singing about how they were fighting and then you lamenting how they were just trying to keep us fed. We lived a very cushy middle-class life in Alberta. 
John literally volunteered serving the homeless and he wasn't when he wasn't working his kindergarten job, his kindergarten teacher job. I never made it as a wise man. Show me what it's like and teach me wrong from right. How did her eyes get so red? What the hell is on Joey's head? I wonder if it's too late. Should I go back and try to graduate? Ah shit, he's on a loop again. Is that your hand or my girlfriend? Is that your hand? I even fear the latest. It's cool, but twice as crazy. Slap John Deere across my ass and ride me up and down the lawn. Chad. Oh God, this is hopeless. This is just my life and I need to accept it. Damn it, what else can I do? I'm Ryan Peak, guitarist for Nickelback. No one has ever heard of me. <sighs> Maybe in the parking lot. Better bring your friend along. Ugh, it doesn't even rhyme. Better off together than just one at a time. God almighty, look at that body. Flicker like a sticker on a new Ferrari. She's a scene from a Baywatch rerun. Hotter than a barrel on a squeezed machine gun. By now you know I'd come for you. No one else, no one but you. Yes, I'd come for you. Oh, but only if you told me to. So that was. Can we turn this off? Can we turn this off? That was. What what the hell was that? That was eye opening, actually. Like I don't know about (laughs) you, man, but like that really taught me a lot about the band. That taught me a lot about them as human beings. Like it makes sense now that like Chad only talks in like sexual innuendo, and he's just like he's just giving it his all on stage, bro. Uh, Dark Horse by Nickelback. Uh, their sixth album is one of the worst fucking things I've ever heard in my goddamn life. <laughs> there is no redeeming quality to this. No, no. I'd love to hear more of Daniel's stories behind this album because he had to grow up with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? I, 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 I don't know if that was good or what, but um, yeah, it just starts off horny, terrible. That it starts off horny. In your mouth. Why? Oh man, I can't believe you wrote that about his niece. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, there's this horny song after horny song after like, I'm the fucking greatest. And then there's like songs about like, oh, hold on. I wrote it down here. Like there's a song that's like meant for like a father and daughter at a wedding. Right. What the fuck's going on, dude? That's never gonna be alone that's i thought that one, was yeah. just i thought it was it, it was just a wedding song it sounds like a stupid country wedding song <laughs> yeah it is and it's de- it's so pandering like everything uh, about this album is like it's pandering to like tough guy horn dogs but also like middle america at the same time i i don't know i remember gotta be somebody was something I vaguely re- recognized. Yeah, that was a big single. So, like, that's the big single off of this one, like the I, big radio I hit think. that continued on. But like, it's not even like a good song. It's Can generic at, at best, right? It's like it's it's a rote. It's like cliche. It's like they wrote this in their sleep. Well, and, and we already uh, the Chad's timeout corner. Mm-hmm. Next next go round. Oh god, I mean, who? Fuck. Who writes these lyrics and then Roadrunner is just like, oh yeah, this, mm-hmm. is, this is, we need more of this. I'm so hard already. <laughs> Shaking Hands is just a song about a chick who's using her body to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. Women be fucking, dude. I know. 
And then you got like this emotionally heartfelt song about helping your friend with a drug addiction called <laughs> Just to Get High. And it's I, like, I oh, actually God. like that song. I like that song. You like that song. That's, I mean, like, the there's one. an emotional like through line through it. I get it. But like, mm-hmm. like at that point, and then, I'm like, oh, I don't fucking care. And then five tracks later, you're hanging out with your friends, drinking and, and smoking weed in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why did this band? It's like this sense? band has like no self-awareness. Chad Kroger right. specifically. Like, I know he's like the primary songwriter. It's like, there's no fucking sense of like who this album is for its perception <laughs> that's the it. tonal inconsistency Dan- daniel's mom we need to talk to her now mm-hmm. daniel tell us get us on the phone with your mom we need to know skinny skinny essentials episode three there it that's is coming. it's the natural progression <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a track by track skinny essentials about this album <laughs> oh my goodness oh there I, I got nothing to say dude this is just terrible I, I i just i looked up their twitter and it was all like hey we miss you guys we're gonna be on tour again 20 years since silver side up thank you so much for all of this thing and like thousands of people are liking their posts like mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah okay. and and like I and and again like i know we started this off being like oh we're not gonna you know this ain't gonna be like dunking on nickelback i'm far but pass that at this point like fucking dunk all you want but like at the same time i'm like if this band is for you if this album is like one of your favorites like i genuinely want to pick your brain and like figure out why is this does this only speak to a certain mindset is this like only for people who aren't quote unquote like music fans like people who just listen to music on the radio like who is this album for i need to know like i'm so confused <laughs> right because you got you got the sex song oh. and then and then you got if today was your last day mm-hmm. which is like an emotional so... fucking like existential <laughs> song right and then you got this afternoon which is i don't know the complete opposite just... of that <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused oh by the pacing of this one it's like it's trying to be like all these things in its short like 43 minute runtime like it's mm-hmm. trying to be hardcore sex jams like two-thirds of it then it's gonna then it's, then it's trying to be like bad boys with a heart of gold and then it's like oh like miss my friend <laughs> <It's> like, what <laughs> what the fuck is this album and then like i want to I, I want your parents to think you died because we're fucking so much yeah what <laughs> the fuck is this album and like and and, and again like if let's say someone like like Tommy Lee wrote this album, right? Or someone like like Motley Crue <laughs> right. wrote this album. Like right. I would get it, but it's right. fucking Chad Kro- and this is short, straight haired Chad Kroger at this point too. Mm-hmm. Who, this is the <laughs> least horny looking motherfucker <laughs> I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And this motherfucker right. is writing s- hardcore sex jams about young women. Right. And then I saw a picture of them, like where they're like, you know, in front of the crowd and taking one of those kind of pictures. Yeah. And it's nothing but like blonde haired 16 year olds in the crowd. Yeah. Midwestern girls, Midwestern (laughs) girls who wear like, you know, Fox racing gear. And they're 50 year old, you know, moms next to them. Oh my gosh. And And they both equally like the band. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so confused. That's strange i've never had like so much of a disconnect between like an album before like if there's albums that i've like disliked but like i know who it's for right and i'm not i'm not part of that audience 
I'm so fucking confused about who this is for because I can't picture that person. Maybe I'm so far disconnected from like the Midwest or, you know, maybe certain states Canada. or places or Canada or whatever the case may be. But like I'm, this album fucking broke me, dude. I'm so fucking mad and confused. So three more albums to go. Uh, at least, I mean, the here and now doesn't, it's not as bad so far i'm, I'm like i don't believe you i'm like four listens in i think and there's there's still those songs but there's not as many of them it feels like this time around <laughs> so I'm, I'm i'm i guess we'll catch up in six weeks <laughs> i guess so i'm so glad i get to take a break for like a few weeks right. from nickelback i'm so fucking done with this band dude and i got three more to go oh god <laughs> best stakes ever oh i hate you so much sometimes i know i talked about i talked very i praised you a lot in this episode i fucking hate you so much (laughs) at the same time adam episode 400 my friend it's been quite the journey it's a skinny x 10 year strong my friend and it's been you know like we mentioned in the you know earlier on that it's been quite a journey and i love doing this with you i look forward to it all the time you know, it's, uh, you know, eventually when the show is eventually done far in the future, probably like I'm going to look back at this time that we've had together and shared together with reverence and, um, you know, some, like, like I said, some of the best moments of my life were because of this show. So I have you to thank for that, my friend. And, um, thank you for your, um, continued enthusiasm. Thank you for always pushing me to be better. And thank you for always like, you know, doing this show with me. Cause I, I, I wouldn't be able to do this without you, my friend. Well, yeah, I, I completely, 100% agree. Can't do the show with anybody else. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening to all of my sadness. A few times, a few times. <laughs> with more sadness yeah. to come, <laughs> folks. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, if you don't remember, like we're going to be taking a few weeks off. I got to prepare for my wedding, uh, so we will reconvene in April. But uh, keep, you know, keep your eyes open on the on the feed because I'm sure we'll do. I'm gonna throw in some skinny seconds, some like maybe some 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 moments from the past will be some little mini episodes and uh, if you're a fan of the dorkiest podcast we got one more episode of that as well coming out this tuesday and uh, again we're going to take a little bit of break from that even though it's bi-weekly like we're still going to miss a few episodes so um but still uh, i'm, I'm going to be taking a break from podcasting for a few um so i can marry my wife in front of our friends and family so <laughs> uh, so you know wish wish us luck for the wedding and uh i can't wait hey. to see you there my friend and uh, i can't wait to share pictures with those of you who are on discord if you guys want to see them but um but i can't thank you guys enough for um supporting us at the on the skinny and um for the past 400 episodes no matter how much or how little you um checked us out it it really means a lot and the fact that like we do have friends and listeners and supporters out there like it's kind of surreal like i i i often don't like think about it too much because it's a weird thought that like hey people look forward to my show every week and that's really cool but uh but uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say about that, folks. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. And uh, that'll do it for the next few weeks. For my co-host, Adam, I'm your co-host, Mike. And like we say every week for the last 400 goddamn weeks. <laughs> oh, man. We would look cuter with something in our mouth, wouldn't we? There's always something in my mouth, Adam. <laughs> I'm so horny for Nickelback. <laughs>